It's always darkest before the dawn. What happens when a man who has walked the line meets a man with nothing to lose? Such is the story of Brian O'Connor and Dom Toretto. Like a 1967 Dodge Charger RT, their bond is seemingly indestructible. It spanned two continents, withstood trials and tribulations, and survived the death of that one girl at the cookout. But if they're going to conquer the streets of Brazil, they'll need a little help from some old friends. A chameleon with a knack for snacking. A bullshit artist with a furious hunger. And a Gal Gadot with the uncanny ability to get men to grab her ass. This team of merry men and women will steal from the rich and give to themselves. They'll avenge a fallen loved one by quickly moving on. And they'll alert social services while their baby is still in utero. And if they're going to pull off one last job, they're going to have to work together and move fast. Five. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode five of the Reactionaries podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-host, Joe Gruitt. Joe, how is your day going? Better than the prior few days. That is good to hear. So if this is your first episode of the Reactionaries podcast, got some housekeeping off the top to get out of the way for you. You can find us on Apple Music. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on Spotify. Anywhere that uses the Apple Music database, which is a lot of third-party Android apps. So if you have Android, you can still get to us. Uh, the idea of this podcast is that Joe and I will watch bad action movies, uh, ideally ones that one of us has not seen before, and we go over them for you and talk about what we saw, what we think, and uh, kind of give you an idea of the movie. We watch the movie for you. And that prospect goes out the window with this week's movie because this wasn't a bad action movie joe no, it was not it was it not was a perfectly competent action movie so the way we are starting off this podcast is we are going through all the fast and furious movies because joe has never seen them and we got went through the first four already you can find those in your podcast feed you can also find the pre-actions which are us watching the trailers on youtube and figuring out what the heck these movies are going to be about so, Joe, Fast Five. The We're boys here, are, Jeff. The boys are back in town. We got, we got the Avengers moment for the uh, Fast and Furious universe. We got everybody's there. We got Hulk. We got Doctor Strange. We got Thor. Batman. We got Bloodshot. 
Uh, who else? We, we got, got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We got Bruce Willis in Sin City. We got everybody there. So, yes. so Joe, Fast Five. Tell me all about it. You like to do these little rundowns. At the I do. Tell, tell me all about Fast Five, Joe. So I'll try not to make it too long because we are dealing with a two-hour, ten-minute movie. Um, so that is definitely up the ante on my notes trying to be concise and failing to get there because I have seven pages. Um, but uh, we start off with the numbers. We got a $125 million budget. That is a $45 million or a $40 million increase from the last two. Yeah. And it turned out to pay off because there's not a lot of noticeable CGI in this movie. Uh, we've got a lot of great action scenes and memorable action scenes and stunts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that showed in the box office because they made $626.1 million. And that is a serious benchmark for them. That is a success any way you slice it. Well, for the first time, Joe, they had the power duo together of Vince and Tej. And Correct. people just had That's to go it see it. It's Vince and Tej. It's the power duo. <laughs> and the Mexican singers. That they yes, did, like, they were there too, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so this movie ranked number seven in a very strong year in 2011. And just to give you kind of a sense of the movies that were kind of above it and surrounding it, we've got a Harry Potter movie, we've got a Transformers movie, we've got a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, we've got a Mission Impossible movie, we've got a Twilight movie, we've got a Hangover movie. I mean, these were like big franchises at that time so mm -hmm. uh and they were right there at number seven so very good for them uh this is also the third justin lynn film in a row mm -hmm. which is starting to show that the franchise is committed to continuity which i like i want continuity joe joe there's no <laughs> come on man the no, people will one... find out why there's no continuity to this franchise at the very end. Okay, okay. But it is starting to feel, I would say, of all the movies so far, this is the one that feels like it continues, at least from the last one, in some form. And we'll jump right into that as we jump into our summary. So, first we get a summary montage of the end of Fast Furious. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we've got uh, a Photoshop tear onto Mia's face in the courtroom because uh, we know she wasn't crying in the first one. <laughs> she doesn't we... cry. She doesn't have it in her. But they realized, you know, her, her brother's going to prison for a while. Maybe we should just try to make it look like she cares. Um, so then we have Mia and Brian peeling out ahead of the transport bus. We remember all of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mia whips around, okay? Because we are starting this movie right where it took off. Right where Fast 4 ended. Dom's on the bus on his way to Lompoc. Brian, Mia, and the boys are there to spring him. Yes. And so, uh, but the boys don't play into this for some reason. I'm not even entirely sure why they're there. Because this is really a two-man operation. We have Mia uh, peeling out ahead of the transport bus. And she whips around, okay, and does a real bold Dom-like move. She drives straight into the bus, and the bus <laughs> swerves. Hey, Joe, lady drivers, am I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and she swerves out of the way and around, and we have Brian out in front, and Brian is just planted in the middle of this road, and 
the bus hits Brian's car, which is actually Dom's car. It's his charger. Mm-hmm. Hits the back end, flips over, and continuously rolls on the street. The the same charger that Dom's <laughs> dad got hit and died in. This one that was gets the hit first by, time. <laughs> it gets hit by a bus. Doesn't even doesn't even move. It just sits there. Well, it also hit that semi, if you recall. <laughs> it got damaged a couple other times. Like, this is the third or fourth iteration of this car that is indestructible. It's cursed. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Uh, and then, um, yeah, here's my question. How do Brian and Mia know that this won't kill Dom? Because it certainly looks like it did. It looks like uh, it killed everyone in the bus. It should have killed Dom. I don't understand, because... Buses famously don't have seatbelts, and it flipped, and Dom's hands were cuffed, so he couldn't do a great job of, yeah. At the very least, it would have ripped his hands straight off his body. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, this is the same movie that uh, Brian and the the David Park guy jumped two stories onto the hood of a a roof of a car that collapsed, and then they were fine, so. No, that wasn't David Park. That was some other. No, he's the guy who told him about David Park. About David Park, correct. Yeah. Um, so, yes, very interesting physics right out of the gate here. Uh-huh. Um, and, then, and then we get purred happily. Yes, I put that in my notes. <laughs> we, get a, we get a montage of news clips that show that all three of these guys, Brian, Dom, Mia, they're all fugitives now yep. uh, living abroad. And we get purred happily from Parks and Rec right out of the gate, which I thought yeah. was a great little plug. Uh, which I want to know that so they're doing it like they're flipping through channels, right? Going through the different news reports. But this television has the world's worst signal. I don't understand what this TV is supposed to be. Everything's all pixelated and jar garbled and stuff. But I thought it was my TV for a sec, but it was like only for that scene. Yeah, they do those that weird kind of pixelated shut off. It's like right. they let the you digital, know it's a TV. Yeah, the early digital cable shut off kind yeah, of thing. Ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, then we flash to Rio de Janeiro and uh-huh. we see Brian and Mia and they're tracking someone down. And can you guess who that is? Hmm. Who is it, Joe? I kind of look like him. Some people say, uh, was it Dom? No, it is Vince. They found what? Vince and they found him in kind of what's called a favela, yeah. which is kind of like a ghetto of, of, uh, Brazil. Oh, yeah, like a lower-income uh, neighborhood. Yeah, if you've ever yeah, seen yeah. those, like, houses that are stacked on each other, kind of, you know, on yeah. a mountainside. That's that's what the favela is. Anyway, Vince is apparently a Brazilian gang leader now. Yeah. And he of, also calls lots Brian. Lots of guns, yeah. And he, and he also calls Brian Buster. Which is great. It's, it's my favorite. I don't know why I love it so much, but everybody calling Brian Buster is wonderful. Right. And Vince, we find out, has a wife and a kid. So mm-hmm. we get to meet them. Uh, we also find out that Mia is pregnant because she's been throwing up in the sink. Yeah. Uh, Vince explains where he's been. He says, I ended up free falling through South America, hitting every hellhole along the, on the way down. Would have kept on going if not for Rosa, his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he immediately offers Brian and Mia a job stealing cars. Immediately. And and by the way, this is right after he basically br- blames Brian for ruining his life. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, after what you did in L.A., uh, you know, that's when he started a free fall, all that stuff. And he's like, and he blames Brian for what? Saving his life 
on that that truck for on that truck. Yeah, for not turning him into the police for giving him for, a second opportunity to live a straight life. <laughs> yeah, for he's got a wife and kid now, and he's mad at Brian for it. Right, right, right. Um, also, he says that the cars are easy targets, which we quickly see that this car heist is super complicated and dangerous, and clearly these are not easy targets. Yeah, he calls it easy money, and I wrote at the the top of this, they're, they're stealing them from a train. It, it cuts to them on a train, and I wrote simple job, like 15 right. times, because <laughs> he says it's easy money, simple job. We will get into the logistics of this heist there is nothing about this that is simple or easy. There are car, horizontal car grappling hooks. It's arguably the riskiest job in the movie. And this is in a movie full of risky jobs. This is a movie where they pull a vault down a road. And this Correct. is the riskiest. This is the riskiest thing in the whole whole movie. But before we jump to that, uh, we got to say that Dom shows up. So Dom yes. shows up in his charger. We know he's going to be part of this heist. So now we get the heist scene. We flash to Mia and Brian, and they are on the train that's boarding the cars. Brian sees DEA agents in the passenger seat as he's going up and down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is the first step of the plan. Mia bumps into the ticket guy, and Brian scans the key card of the ticket guy using a cloning device. And then they use that cloned key card to access tra- uh, the train card that's holding all the cars they're going to steal. Then Vince and Dom... And some other guys that we don't know arrive in a Humvee with a lift and they use a blowtorch as they're driving along the train to enter the train car with the cars. So they cut a big hole where they can pull the cars out. Yeah. And hold on. I got I got to talk about this. This Humvee with the lift thing. This car looks like it was built out of like scrap pipes. Like it is a very weird. It's a Mad Max car. Yeah, it's def. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's definitely a Mad Max car. It is so bizarre. Think of it as the most bare bones Mad Max type of pickup truck that you've ever seen, where the the back of it is can tilt at an angle, which comes into play. And it's all suspension. Yes. Yeah, it's like ninety five percent suspension. Um. So yeah. So they arrive. Um. And then Brian notices in the car that the cars have DEA tags, which means they were confiscated by the DEA. Yeah. And he, you can already tell he's getting a little uneasy with this whole job. He's getting itchy. Uh, so then one of the Brazilian guys hops into the car with Dom. They do their hugs and everything. You know, Mia and Brian haven't seen Dom in a while. And then the Brazilian guy says uh, he is going to take the GT40. He's yep. the one that gets the GT40. Dom looks concerned. Uh, so Vince takes the first car, which is a Tomaso, uh, De Tomaso Pantera GTS. And he drives away into the desert somewhere. Um, and then Mia takes the Ford GT40. And the Brazilian guy is pissed, but he lets it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dom kind of whispers in her ear, we got to change of plans. And that she should take off and wait for Dom to call her. Yeah, real quick, I think we skipped a very important thing, which is the logistics of how they get these cars out of the train. I just want to I just want to do an overview of how this heist works really quick and then remind everybody that Vince told them that it was easy money and a simple job. So it's got all these moving parts. One, you got Brian and Mia on the train. They got to get a hold of this key card. That's number one. Yeah. 
two. They've got a team in that Mad Max truck that we were talking about. It's got to catch up with the train going down the freeway. They well, they take blowtorches to cut a hole in the side of the train big enough for cars to come out. Yes. Two guys almost die doing this because the piece of metal flies out and almost hits them. Right. Then they take these cars and they attach uh, on the sides hooks, one behind the front wheel, one behind the back wheel. They physically yank the cars out of the train. Again, right. simple job, easy money. Just want to right. remind everybody. They yank the cars out of the train onto this flatbed, which drops them going, what, 60 miles an hour onto the road. Yeah. And they got to they gotta hit, literally hit the ground running with these cars and take off. Right. All this as there is a bridge with a giant ravine coming up. Correct. And yeah. DE agent... DEA agents in the car. Yes. So I just want to remind everybody that Vince hyped this before we finish talking about this scene. Vince hyped this as a simple job for easy money. Correct. So I just want to, before we keep going, so Joe, keep going. I just wanted to make sure everybody understood what this heist entails. Then again, you're talking about the guy who was the point man using the grappling hook in the first movie to burst through a windshield and fight a truck driver with a bat. So his concept of simple and easy might not be the same as everyone else's. That's very true. He could be like, it's so simple. So what I do is I get on the back of the truck. I have two grappling hooks, one to pull out the window, (laughs) one to attach the seat. You know, you see where I'm going with this. I hop onto the front of the car. I climb into the cab. I fight the driver who has a bat. I take over the truck. Everything's fine. I mean, really, this is a simple job. Yeah, totally easy. Totally simple. (laughs) Okay, so Mia takes off in the opposite direction, and the Brazilian guys are pissed, and Dom and the Brazilian guys fight it out, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, Brian jumps onto the Humvee. The driver attacks him with a blowtorch, uh, uh, but he over. they both kind of defeat their guys and um, overcome them. Uh, one of the guys gets thrown. Dom kills a guy. That's what I was going to say. Throwing I, him off the train and into metal bar railing. <laughs> like, Yeah, I was like, Dom killed a guy. with it. He threw a guy to his death. No, was, no ifs, ands, or buts. It was graphic. Like, like, it didn't show blood or anything. But, like, when it happened, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Going 60 miles an hour out of a train. Go, dude goes head first into a pole. Head thunk, crack, and everything. Done. His body's probably split. Like, forget it. Um, Brian crashes the Humvee. Oh, he overtakes his guy, and he takes control of the Humvee. And he crashes it into the train. And the Humvee explodes with Brian inside, and he somehow survives. Um, Dom and Brian are now headed for a bridge. So Dom has to drive the final car, the third car, which is a Chevy Stingray, out of the train uh and somehow keeps the car intact so he just like bursts out of the train (laughs) yes and onto land um but the first thing that happens actually before that is that the brazilian guy uh there's a main kind of point person for these brazilian guys and he shoots all three dea agents and kills them yeah um uh so then brian jumps from the humvee onto the stingray before the bridge hits and I don't really see where the Brazilian guy escapes the bridge or escapes the train. I guess the assumption is that he stays in the train. 
this whole time. He must have um, done the smart thing and jumped off after the bridge. Probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, both Brian and Dom are now on this Stingray. Or mm-hmm. Dom's in the driver's seat. Brian's on the back end, the trunk. And they drive off a cliff. They do the only logical thing. Dom puts it into high gear and he accelerates right off the cliff. Yeah, it doesn't try to turn or brake or anything like that. He's like... Never crosses his mind. Nope. And he just takes off the cliff. Uh, and they kind of like position themselves in the car to get ready to jump. Then they jump from the car way too high up. I cannot reiterate this. Yeah, this is hundreds of feet down. This bridge. It's a suspension bridge over water. It's at the basically top of where, where the bridge is. Like they don't yeah. go much further than the bridge when they jump out of this car. And so, yeah. no way they survive this kind of jump um but anyway they do and then the brazilian guys show up there's more of them and they take them into uh i was gonna say custody no they just kidnap them which how did they get there so fast no idea because they must have been watching well even if they're watching they're they couldn't have anticipated them jumping off a train it basically took them the same amount of time to drive down this ravine as it took brian and dom to free fall to the bottom of the ravine correct and but here's (laughs) another great point if they were there the whole time because there's like three other cars there full of dudes why aren't they going after mia how did mia even get away at that point well they didn't oh yeah that's true because they said where is she going yeah because she took off in a different direction yeah Interesting. Um, but anyway, they got Brian and Dom, uh, and now they're in this weird torture garage. And Brian and Dom are hanging from meat hooks, and uh, we see a Brazilian crime lord for the first time shows up. We don't get his name yet. Yeah. And uh, he lectures Dom and Brian, and he says he only wants his car back. They refuse, and he threatens Mia's life and then leaves. And then Dom breaks out of the cuffs. How? With his bare hands. <laughs> okay, it was his bare hands. I watched that Bruce scene. Strength. I watched that scene three times because I thought I was missed him. You doing missed him so- fiddling with it or something. Yeah. That's what no. I thought. He just sits there and just pulls his hands apart. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that so many times trying to figure out that I, if I missed something. No, brute strength. And then Brian just flails his legs around like Because <laughs> <like, laughs> he, he kind of kicks his legs in the air, guys. Which, I, that's what I would do. I mean, like, there's nothing you can do when you're, like, tied up to a hook. I have um, a question. Okay, so, so fast forward. We ha- we met Compost. We knew who Compost was. We right. were trying to figure out who Braga was. Is this guy, this Portuguese-Brazilian guy, is he Braga? Because we never find that out in the last movie. <laughs> is he Braga? Could, could be, man. I mean, you know... <laughs> I'm not sure. Because we didn't get a lot of hints in the last movie about who Braga was. No. They, well, I think, Joe, call me crazy. I think Campos was Braga. They did a good job of dropping <laughs> some breadcrumbs, but I think... Mind blown. That changes the whole movie. It makes it a great movie. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So we're back to Fast Five, and Mia's listening to the radio. Yeah. Mia is... Uh... Back at the hideout, listening wow. to the radio, she finds out that they are being blamed, Dom and Brian and Mia, for killing these three DA agents. And um, 
she's holding a lead pipe. So, cause she hears someone come in and it turns out that it's Dom and it's Brian. She's happy to see both of them. Dom looks at the lead pipe and says, just like a Toretto. Yeah. Which by the way, they didn't give her a gun. Right. Yeah. Why didn't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Everyone's looking for them. Like now it's not only the police, but it's, you know, a crime boss. Um, anyway, Vince isn't there. Mia says, uh, I said this, says the news are, are blaming them for the dead DEA agents. Dom wants to know why the crime lord wants the GT40. And so he figures there must be something in the car. And they'll have to tear it apart, look for what he wants. Okay, now we get our introduction to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. That's right. We get the rock in this movie, baby. And he is coordinating with the chief of the Rio de Janeiro police. And he says he wants a rookie patrol officer as his point person and his translator. Yeah. And this is the scene where we talked about it in the pre-action where he talks about don't ever, don't ever, ever let them get into a car. Uh, This I wrote absolutely Strong intro to The Rock. Strongest intro to any character in this series. Totally. You know exactly what The Rock is about right off the bat. No nonsense. He gets down to business and he drops the first F-bomb. In the series. It's a beautiful F-bomb because he says he only wants two things. One, he wants his rookie patrol officer. What's the second thing? Stay the fuck out of my way. (laughs) Boom. Boom. Love it. Right off the bat, let's you know exactly what The Rock is about. I loved this intro of The Rock. It was great. It it immediately solidified him as a key component of this franchise Mm -hmm. in one scene. Yeah, Um, and we'll get to it. I just want, since this is the first scene The Rock shows up, he has written like a completely different person wrote him for a completely different movie. And it's jarring at first, but it really ends up working because he's almost like a normal person surrounded by idiots. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to explain everything. To yeah. But he also becomes an idiot himself at the end. Totally. So, so totally. He's the guy with like the inflated ego that thinks he's infinitely smarter than he actually is. And yeah. we'll touch on that throughout the, cause he has a lot of scenes that, that kind of highlight that. Yeah. Um, so we're back at the garage mm-hmm. and Vince shows up. And Brian starts throwing immediate shade and accusations Vince's way. He says, this was your job. It got screwed up. Uh, I don't believe that you didn't know about it. It Like, big-time accusations. And then we get Coach Dom coming in, splitting up the boys. And he says, enough, O'Connor. If he said he didn't do it, he didn't do it. Go walk it off. You embarrass me. (laughs) Take a lap. Take a lap. Gorilla energy. Every time. Vince and Brian, every time they're close, it just gorilla energy happens. They, vibrating. Every yeah, they start to vibrate. We get uh, homophobic slurs. We get Coach Dom. We didn't get a homophobic slur in this one, but every time they're close to each other, we get Coach Dom. This all is this 2011. Stuff. You cannot do the homophobic slur stuff anymore. That is That's off true. the table. That is out the window. So, um, yes. Anyway, this is either karma for the you embarrass me scene from the first Fast and the Furious film between Vincent and, and Brian, or it's karma for the Agent Stasia scene in the last movie. Either way, I'm glad it's happening to Brian. Yeah. Somebody is finally talking to Brian. 
Some somebody finally went. Wait, Brian, who do you think you are? <laughs> what? Who the fuck do you think you are exactly? Exactly. Like what? Like th- it can't work this way, Brian. And he just flips out when it happens. Mm-hmm. And what's great is is Dom's basically like, okay, cool it. And Brian's like, all right. And he just goes to shake Vince's hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, never mind. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Lost my head there. Sorry. Like Oops. it was that simple to keep Brian in line. Why didn't nobody try this? Before? Yeah. Uh, so like, then, did Stasiak be like, hey, Brian, don't hit my head into the marble wall. Please, whatever you do. Oh, the job. Don't. Wait, you're saying I'm supposed to arrest suspects? Oh. Okay, I had it written down on my palm, but then I washed my hands and it came off. So Yeah, I, I just saw, yeah. It says, don't let suspects go. The don't got wiped off. I'm sorry. It just said, let, su- let suspects go. I thought I was doing the right thing. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. You know bad. what? When you're wrong, you're wrong. And I'm man enough to admit it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta have values. Yeah. Uh, so now we go to the crime lord's office. Mm-hmm. And we get the crime lord's name, which is Reyes. Okay. Reyes. Senor Reyes is what he gets called. Uh, and Reyes gives a brief history lesson lesson about the Spanish and Portuguese attempts to conquer Brazil. And he says he respects the Portuguese for successful nonviolent methods. Two points here. I will go right to you because you're the (laughs) history major, but I'm going to make two quick points for a guy. We just saw swinging his dick around with Dom. He doesn't exactly seem like much of a diplomat. (laughs) And two, he explains how he controls the favelas and the ghettos through this humanitarian dependence kind of thing. Okay, go for it. Okay, so he says, Reyes says that the Spanish and Portuguese both tried to conquer Brazil. First of all, wrong. The Spanish never tried to conquer Brazil. And the reason for that is the 1494 Treaty of Tordesillas set out explicit barriers, which part of the New World was Spanish, which part was Portuguese. Portugal got screwed because they got the east coast of Brazil. But Spain could not get into what is now Brazil because of the Amazon from their their um, their region that they had control over. Two, he likes to point out, he says, I give them something that they can lose because they said the Portuguese came in and brought trinkets. So I'd like to read a quote here from A History of Brazil. Initially, the Portuguese bartered with the natives to bring Brazil wood and other forest items to the coast. However, when the natives had accumulated all the tools and pots that they needed, they showed a lack of interest in continuing the arrangement. Consequently, the Portuguese turned to violent persuasion. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the enslavement of the natives shaped much of the history that followed. They also killed and pushed so many natives inland that one out of every 10 slaves, no, one out of every Four, yeah, one out of every ten slaves that left Africa went to Brazil. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, <laughs> so there is nothing he said that was correct. That's true. Okay, yeah, I totally believe you. I did not know most of that, but here's the deal: I didn't have to because it's common sense that when you get a, a group of native, a native civilization, to speak your language almost unanimously, the odds of that happening nonviolently are none. It yes. doesn't happen. <laughs> they yes. would speak their old language if they had the option. Correct. And that's, yeah, that, that's why the Spanish never even tried, because they had to go through the Amazon. There are still parts of the Amazon that we have never, like, we as in civilization has never been to. Yeah. We, we've never been to. There's <laughs> Joe, this is why he's a bad guy. He yes. doesn't Ryan's know. A liar. He's a liar, liar, pants on fire. 
he doesn't know history. So, all right. <laughs> this is this, greatest crime. This, I, stu- I paused the movie for 40 minutes to double check all this stuff. I had a lot more and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> we could do a whole other sub podcast on this. But yeah, he's very wrong. Suffice to say. He's incredibly wrong. Uh, but now we get the flash to the garage. Okay, back to the garage hideout. Vince is, uh, oh, Vince shows up in the dead of night. And he tries to steal the CPU from the car, a CPU chip from the car. Mm-hmm. And Dom catches him. And he goes gorilla mode. Complete he, gorilla mode, yeah. He starts slamming him like, what are you doing? Why did you do this? Uh, Vince swears he didn't know that Reyes' men would turn on them. But Reyes, uh, but says that Reyes just wants the chip. Okay? That's all he wants. And Dom banishes Vince. <laughs> he, he just... Said- he send, yeah. yeah, he sends him to the uh, to the nether realm. He's just he's gone. No longer will he set foot in this garage. No. Uh, so Vince raises a good point on his way out the door. He says maybe like the clearest piece of logic I think I've ever heard. You never listen to me, Dom. Not when I told you he was a cop. Not now. You never trust me. You look where it's and look where it's gotten us. Look at her family now. I can't go home. Your sister's stuck in this life. Where's Letty, Dom? Where's Letty? Does Vince know Letty died? I think so. He was at the <laughs> funeral. Oh, no, oh, he wasn't. Vince. You're talking about Vince. Yeah, yeah Vince. Good, good point. Yeah, I guess it was just international news. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, but... Here's Vince... Dom's response, by the way. He does the constipated face. All right, move on. Yeah, he, he just yeah he he just kind of furrows his brow. But okay, so Vince is like, you didn't listen to me when I told you that Brian was a cop. Let's yeah. go back to the Fast and the Furious. What was his reasoning that Brian was a cop? Vince's, because uh, he was hitting on Mia. No, it was Brian was sneaking around and he hit him with his gun and had him at gunpoint and said he whines like a cop. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, well, Vince, maybe if you had some compelling arguments to support your position. Okay, but I'm going to get Vince's back here, all right? I was not a huge Vince fan in the first movie. I'm coming to his defense right now because he does not have long. Um, but Vince uh, saw Brian snooping around a garage for yes. no reason. I mean, no discernible reason other than he must be investigating. To tell Dom what the other drivers were driving. And then Dom was like, what are you going to do? Check every other garage. And then they check every other garage. So they had no reason to believe he was actually a cop. Correct. I forgot the ironclad logic that Brian unfolded. Okay. So now, uh, anyway, Vince is gone. Short-lived return to to this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get the train crime scene. Okay. The the remnants of this exploded train Humvee mishmash. Mm -hmm. And we get the rock. Uh, doing some investigative work, he pulls a scrap of metal from the train wreckage and deduces that they used a plasma cutter. I mean, that arguably uh-huh. he could have looked at the edges and there's there could be some sort of scoring. It's not as bad as Dom like being like, this is nitro meth or whatever he said last. Right, with the powder. But here's the deal. Either he's pointing out something painfully obvious to everyone on the scene or two... 
He's just making this crazy leap based off of this piece of scrap metal. Like, why pull the scrap metal out? That makes no sense. Because that's why. Because, yes. And we get some more because uh, logic from Rock. Uh, So Officer Nevis shows up. Mm-hmm. That's her name. Uh, she is the rookie patrol officer that The Rock has uh, recommended. And uh, The Rock explains that he asked for her because she's the only clean cop in the city. And her husband was gunned down a few months ago. So yep. she's so he know. knows she's available. Yes. <laughs> and he likes her smile. Yeah. Um, so the <laughs> Jesus Christ, The, the Rock <laughs> then decides to track down the missing GT40 from the manifest. And he says manifest. Really, he you talked about how he punctuates his lines. He hits manifest hard. The manifest. Hand me the manifest. Um anyway, we flash to the garage. Brian Wait, is... wait, 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 wait. Oh. Joe, you're missing okay. The Rock. This is where he gets his best lines. This is where I started to think that The Rock was written for a different movie because they're they start to track they need to track the the um was it the gt40 they were tracking yeah. that they, they ended up losing so the guy basically comes up to, yeah guy comes up to the rock he's some subordinate and he says i got good news and bad news rock's response is you know i like my dessert first not a phrase anybody uses but could reasonably be a phrase that somebody uses and then he tells him hey we found the tracks uh the gt40 but we lost them yeah. And or, or we found the tracks of GT40. He went about a mile away. He's like, great. Now give me the veggies, right. which is the bad news. <laughs> and he was like, well, we lost them. And nobody says these things. No, they're like, never heard turns, it in my life. There are these turns of phrases that don't exist. And I would just like to point out this is the point I would like to point out. The thing I texted you last night, Joe, that I was watching this. The Rock had to have written, been written by Kevin Smith. Okay. He is. He is too well polished. All his lines are written and rewritten and rewritten. They're too polished. They're too perfect. And he says they them have fast. He says them fast. And they have weird turns of phrases that nobody uses. Just right. like every person in every Kevin Smith movie uses weird turns of phrases that don't exist. The Rock Hobbs, Hobbs in this movie, had to have been written by Kevin Smith. It's the only explanation because he was written for a completely different movie by a completely different writer sure it's an interesting theory because yeah he talks fast he talks confident furious oh <laughs> he hits his moments yeah he, he there's some fury in there but really it's more that kind of early thousands hipster vibe where like he's just saying stuff that's never been said before but everyone understands what he's saying somehow yeah and it's and it's he it's fast he hits it hard it's it's super polished it's compare that to Dom and Brian who just mumble their way through their lines and Dom makes the wildest vocalizations in this movie. We get a real wild one that comes later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that. Uh, So now I just wanted to, we couldn't skip past that. I needed to talk about the rock because once I texted that to you last night, it ruined the whole rest of the movie for me. Cause I was like, I need to get back to the rock. I need to further this theory. Right. Well, I think you painted a really good picture of The Rock in this yeah. movie and, and Hobbs's character. And it'll be interesting to see if it carries on throughout the franchise because he's clearly going to be a part of this thing moving forward. Um, so we flash back to the garage and Brian is suddenly a tech expert. No idea. that. I mean, I know he's been using computers in his cars, but he now knows everything about circuitry. Joe, 
who do you think built all those special computers for his cars? Tej, baby. No, it was right. Brian. We'll get that. Uh, <laughs> he, he built it. That's that's how this cop FBI agent street racer could just hack a chip he just found. I guess is how this works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See to do. Um. Anyway, uh, they find a delivery schedule on this CPU chip, and uh, they also find weigh-ins for packs of money, and we get our first very interesting math going on here so he says 49 kilos of cash weight wise equals 1 million dollars in 20s yes then he says each shipment is 490 kilos which comes out to 10 million dollars straight math i mean that that's that's right okay but uh it's a it's interesting to me that he knows this b uh, that's a lot of money to haul around. Uh, you can look up like what that would be, but that's a lot of money to haul around. And what we see later are these basically vans, mm-hmm. like yeah. small vans. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure that they could get $10 million per, per route, but whatever. Okay. The rock and the SWAT team arrive on the scene to the garage. Uh, and... Wait, Joe, I want to posit an alternate theory. Okay. So the reason that they say that it's money is just because um, just because it's it's he knows that 49 kilos is uh, a million bucks. Yeah, because Mia thinks it's drugs at first. But he yes. So but I have an alternate theory, Joe. Yeah. The average weight of a DVD VHS combo is nine is nine pounds. Forty nine kilograms is 108 pounds, which is 12 DVD VHS combos. Now that'll fit in a van. <laughs> that'll fit in a van. I like it. I like it. So perhaps no one really believes Brian when he says it's cash, but it doesn't matter because they know it, what they're really going for. They know what it could be. They're it's, like, they're like, money is thing. money. Money, cash is cash. Right. But you know what you can buy with cash is DVD VHS combos. And let's just cut out the middleman. Let's go get those DVD VHS yeah. combos. Money comes and goes, but DVD VHS players, they're those forever. Are, those are forever. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. 49 kilos. Uh, yes. So that would be also 49 kilos is, we won't get into the math of that, but I like it. Let's run with it. I like yes. the DVD VHS combos. It's as 12 of them. 12. There's no, there's no remainder either. There's no remainder. It's 12, 12 which, which uh, according to my math, is probably worth like half a million dollars, something like that. Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so the Rock and the SWAT team, they arrive. And Vince's gang, uh, oh, Vince's gang from before is protecting this compound of Dom, me, and Brian. Uh-huh. Keep in mind, Vince is gone. Yeah, they don't know what happened to him. But all of a sudden, Dom has taken over Vince's gang yeah he ate his milkshake he drank his milkshake in a big way um so that's what i said yeah is dom the gang leader now who knows uh then reyes's men also arrive and they start shooting and we just get pandemonium right off the bat okay so dom escapes by rooftop the rock is tracking him we're in a full-fledged action action scene now brian and mia have escaped out of a different window and they're also going by rooftop, but in a different direction. Yes. And we get Dom 
or the rock, one of them goes through a window. Okay. Rock. He, rock goes through. Dom a window. goes through like a brick outlay. Like you a... Kool Aid mans it. Yes. And so the rock goes through a window. So that is our fourth time in the last two movies that somebody has gone out a window. Yes. There was one street race in the last movie. There is one street race in this movie. So yes. at this point, these movies are more about going through windows than they are about street racing. But fast and furiously. They are still fast and they are still furious. But I, the street racing is gone, Joe. The the, meat, the mode of the fast and fury has changed. Yes, the the form the, the, the fast and the fury takes has changed. Correct. Yeah. To parkour. I guess everybody knows parkour now. Everyone knows parkour. Got to get that parkour. All right. Um, we've got, yes, Officer Nevis. She's there, okay? Mm -hmm. And she is nearly shot by Reyes' men uh, from the rooftops. But Dom saves her. But in the process, he loses his Jesus chain. Yeah, his necklace, which is, I guess, it's... Whoever has it is the one that Dom loves. Is, Correct. That's how this works. It's the key, it's the key to his heart. Because he um, left it to Letty, and then he found it in the charger after Letty died. So it's like... I totally forgot all of that. So thank you for telling me that, because I was just like, why is this Jesus chain important? It's just yeah. such a core piece of this movie, and I can't figure out why. At the beginning of Fast Furious, when he creepily watches Mia sleep and then walks away, it pans over that he left the, the Jesus chain with her. And then when he gets the charger back, it's hanging from the rearview mirror and he takes it back. Okay. So it, it, it symbolizes the one, whoever has it is the one that Dom loves. So I guess he loves Elena now, Elena Nevis. Oh, is her name Elena? Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. Um, I just called her Nevis throughout this. Uh, so Brian and a pregnant Mia jump off a roof and through a sheet metal roof <laughs> below them. Pregnant Mia. <laughs> yes, that's correct. Makes this call. Okay. Um, all three of them escape. Dom wants to split up. Mia drops the baby bomb at the worst possible time. Tells everyone she's having a baby. Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You can't say at the worst possible time. They come out of a storm drain. Yes. They're they're pulling a freaking Andy Dufresne. They're headed to Ziwatanejo, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant." Yeah, <laughs> it's weird timing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to drop kind of like a celebratory. Well, and really, what Dom is saying, like, is you two escape, and I will lure the wrath of whoever's coming after us. <laughs> and she says no. And Brian's Mia's like, "Good plan." Brian's <laughs> <laughs> for it, and but Mia's not. She's like, no, we are sticking together because I've got a baby to protect now. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Seems like the exact right time to get out, you know? Um, anyway, everyone celebrates and decides that they should stick together. Dom says, our family just got bigger. Okay. Garage, crime scene. Now The Rock has turned the garage into a crime scene. We got the deconstructed GT40 line all over the place. And Neva says... Something doesn't add up. Toretto and O'Connor, they stay when they're supposed to run. They steal gas and then give it away. Now they're killing federal agents? It doesn't make any sense. And I said, that's because none of that stuff ever happened. That's true. I wonder if, wonder if in Fast 4 they were just giving the gas away. 
If that's they what don't they blow up most of it? <laughs> they blow up like half of it. <laughs> but is that really to be believed? They're st- they're like Robin Hoods now. When did when did this become a thing? Where like these guys are like noble gentlemen going around stealing from the rich crime lords and giving to them. It doesn't happen. I'm sorry. I don't believe it. In this in in Joe's version of the Fast and Furious world, this can't happen. No. No, but it, I, I guess it does happen at the end of the all movie. All right, fine, but, yeah. But Nevis has no reason to believe this stuff at all. No, not at all. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. then uh, The Rock. The Jesus her, chain has some sort of, like... Some powers over her. Endorphins, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has it has uh, Dom's musk. And the, and the yeah, the pheromones. It, it makes people dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It's the um, only explanation because Dom makes everybody stupid, stupider when they're around him. So it's it the must only be made explanation. Out of, like, pure uranium, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Dom is so dumb because he right. wears it all the time. Um, anyway, The Rock says, "I'll show you what makes sense," because the uranium's now infiltrated him, and he flings the file. <laughs> he takes the file from her, flings it across the room in one of the greatest childish behaviors i've seen in five movies would it have been better if he would have smacked it out of her hand yeah (laughs) no (laughs) bad no um uh then he gives a speech about how catching dom and brian is all that matters to him Mm -hmm. and he says i want to know how many times he shakes it which is a another turn of phrase that nobody uses but you okay but that's when sorry to cut you off but the rocks team have traced the GT40 to Reyes. So they made a connection there. Oh, and yes. And The Rock says, all right, now I want to... He immediately decides it's not only important to catch Dom and Brian, now it's important to track Reyes. Drop that pretty quick. Then what does he say? He says he wants to see how many times he shakes. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the to the bathroom. When he takes a tinkle. A little tinky tink. Okay, yeah. so then we go to Dom's hideout. Oh, uh, uh, Joe, yeah. the rock in an ultimate power move tells his lackeys that they have to rebuild the car. That's true. <laughs> this car is in pieces. It had been dismantled. Completely. And I, I can tell you, taking the, the car apart is the easy part. So yeah. they got to put it back together. And, he, and he's like, well, I'll figure out, you know, we'll, we'll figure out what's missing. He didn't say, wanna... I'll figure yeah, out. He said, yeah. you'll figure, you'll out. figure out what's missing. So, yeah. So, and his guys are just like. Dude. It's going to take a while. And then he says, well, you better get started then. Yeah. Great, Very strong. Move. Great coach slash, you know, overbearing dad energy. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so then we right. flash Dom's separate hideout. It's like a house or something. Uh, and Brian asks what Dom remembers about his, what Dom remembers about his father. And Dom goes in literally a second or two from Southern drawl to Jersey Shore, to garbled mess in a matter of seconds, and res- remembers everything about him. My, my father. Yeah. I remember everything about my father. Just absolute amazing line choices there. But, Joe, so this story he tells, yes. like, Brian's like, hello, Dom, what do you remember about your father? And he says, my father. He tells a story about how he remembers what he remembers about his father. This is the dad spending hours helping Mia with her schoolwork. Yes. Okay. 
And then Mia goes to bed. And then his dad stays up a few extra hours to learn a chapter of a child's homework. <laughs> a few hours to learn a chapter of a child's homework. That's a good point. <laughs> So we know exactly where Dom gets his smarts from. Because, yeah, his math skills. Yeah, because a few he stays up a few extra hours. I, I yeah, to, no, good to, point. That would slip by me. To help her the next day. So presumably an hour's worth of something that they're learning in school. This right. guy is like, all right, honey, clear my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I have to learn about solving for X. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. What, what do you do when it's you got the dividing the the little line with the two dots? What's that one again? Yeah, I'm gonna need, honey. Put on some coffee. <laughs> it's gonna be a long night. So, uh, Brian, in contrast, remembers nothing about his father, and he thinks that's gonna make him a bad father. Dom says, "You're not gonna be like your dad. Don't worry. Everything Weird will be fine." thing uh none of this matters keep that in mind <laughs> put that in my nose none of this matters at all none of it comes back up it doesn't matter this scene whole scene does not matter except to get some really weird pronunciations from dom um, so dom decides that they are going to rob i guess this is the point of the scene actually they're going to rob a hundred million dollars of reyes's money as the final job mm-hmm. and then disappear forever Forever, ever? If only. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Brian says they're going to need a team. Because every good heist needs a little help from some old friends. Get by with a little help from my friends. By the way, I wrote down some notes here. I just want to say, Roman brings it up later. But I wrote down, you know how you have a good life? You go after a mega powerful mobster's entire bankroll. Yeah. That easy. Rome, Roman brings it up later, but I was like, Dom, how dumb are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but first we get Dom breaking down his roster because yeah. he has his idea of the kind of people he wants involved in this. For, it's full of people with mismatching seal sets. Okay, but let me yeah. break down why. Uh, he needs a chameleon. That's Han, baby, the only Asian guy in Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Blends in anywhere, except for Rio. Except for Rio. Um, he needs a fast talker, BS artist. That's Roman, that, baby. That's who, a good match. Who's suaver than Roman? Well, that's, I mean, it's a good match in the sense that he's loud and obnoxious, but how in any way is that suave and charismatic like to your average person? Well, remember um, the time? Well, later on, he did not talk his way into the evidence locker. So there is that. He failed. He fell flat on his face. The only job he had. Although, to be fair, it was not his fault. And we'll break down why. Um, there's a tech expert. Oh, he needs a tech expert. So who are you going to call? You're going to call Jimmy? That's why I said. Why wasn't Jimmy the rapping mechanic? You're going to call. Uh, wasn't there another tech guy in the first one or something? There had to be. Oh, there were the techies from Tokyo Drift? Tokyo Drift. Well, the techie in the first one is dead. That was Jesse. Oh, that was Jesse. Correct. (laughs) You can't call Jesse. R.I.P., bud. Uh, Big ups to Jesse. Nope. They go for Tej, also known as Luda. Who who was not even the best electronics expert in his own garage. It was Jimmy, the rapping mechanic, was the one who was good at it. He hired somebody. Yeah, he hired somebody to do this. 
very interesting that now he just knows knows stuff. Um, okay, they need a demolitions expert. And who better than our Mexican singers uh, cannot remember their name at all? Uh, Leo and Santos, also known as Tego and Omar. But I love it. They were like, we need somebody who's good on walls. What does that mean? Spider-Man? <laughs> right. I mean, I, only because I'd seen the movie already, I think, did I deduce demolitions expert. But yeah, you're right. That makes That's nothing. <laughs> that could mean climbing walls. That could be going under walls. Uh, but he yeah. obviously meant going through the walls. And yes. so these Mexican singers who we've never seen with explosives. Keep that in mind. Correct. Um, then they need a jack of all trades or jackass of all trades, utilities and weapons expert, someone who's not afraid to do throw stuff. Throw down, not throw down, throw down. Uh, and who better than Gal Gadot, the one who we didn't see do anything but throw herself at Dom all this uh, whole last movie. And then they need the, as a final. This touch, is so cute. It's so cute, Joe. Two precision drivers. Two guys that never lose. They don't crack and they don't lose. And Brian says, well, you know we got those. And it's so I'll adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so okay. adorable. And yeah. then they, then they hug. They, they give do. each other noogies. Yeah, they owe you. Uh, um, so then we get Roman and Tej meeting again for the first time since the second film. And chops are busted. We get a double week burn alert. Double week burn alert, guys. Roman the best, says, the best burns this side of Roman calling a guy Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roman, he's still got the heat, baby. He still brings it. He says, when are you going to give Martin Luther King his car back? Whoo, because Tej is driving an old uh, classic. An old Smobile, kind of. Yeah. And Tej says, soon as you give Rick James's jacket back. Oh. He's leather. Got him. Roman should have just walked off into the into the ocean forever. Dead. That burn. Dead. Dead. Okay. I haven't seen a burn that bad since Dom burned Gal Gadot in the last <laughs> one. <laughs> or that guy burned Letty's face in the last one. <laughs> um, okay. So Roman makes a move on Gal Gadot, and she draws a gun on him. With the worst opening line to a woman of all time. Yeah, when like, are you going to open those legs? <laughs> Let me say, probably, on strong, Rome. <laughs> probably a very low success rate, but he is not splitting any hairs. When it hits, <laughs> it hits, baby. It hits, yeah. <laughs> but it's got to have a low success rate. Her response is point a gun and say, as soon as I pull this trigger, want me to open them? <laughs> he does not anymore. Um by the way, she seemed easier in the last movie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that uh, was for Dom. She loved Dom. All about Dom. It's that Jesus chain, Uranium. Um, makes everybody stupid. Uh, so then we get Spanish. Oh, the Spanish singers show up. Why did I call them Spanish this time instead of Mexican? Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, and Han is also there. So the whole crew shows up. Yeah. What, what, when Tego when. Leo and Santos, Tego and Omar show up. The worst burns. Who are these clowns? Circus clowns? <laughs> I missed it. There were so many weak burns, I couldn't keep track of them all. Yeah. Circus clowns. It's easy to burn someone in Spanish, yo. I think, I'm wondering if they were like, let us ad-lib this scene. And this was like the best they came up with. There's a lot of ad-libbing. There's more. 
in, later in the movie. But these guys, basically Tej and, and Roman are ad-libbing every line they have. Almost. And it's so bad. Terrible. Uh, anyway, everyone's there. Everyone starts hugging each other like they're in the closing credits of an SNL episode. Even though most of these people are meeting for the first time. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, then Brian introduces Tej as the best circuit man on the East Coast. Again, since when? Since when? I, a fact we never knew. This is what we knew about Tej. He crashed into a wall. He ran a going 125. He ran a garage. He employed a guy who was great with electronics. And he knows a lot of people with cars. And he beats the hell out of people who break the rules of his drag races. But only people who are twice his size. Yes. <laughs> when? 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 It's never. When, when? When did he become not only the best electronics guy, but a safe cracker? We found out later. He had a life before they knew him. When, Joe? Yeah. When? When? Good point. How? We saw the rest, everything else. I mean, Han, whatever, he needed something. But it's, eh, eh, eh. we know what Tej does. Well, but here's the weird thing. Okay, I want to get back to kind of like calling back to this whole assembly of this crew. The way that Dom describes it, none of these skill sets match any of the people he's talking about. But all of their skill sets kind of come into play. Like, over the course of the movie, they do things that they need all of these people for. Like, they use drifting. Yeah. And, and Well, uh, well they learn drifting. how to drift. I think this is where Han learns how to drift. Oh, Cause, really? Because they're, they're, they have That's montage. They have montage after montage after montage of the different guys on the and girls on the team drifting because they need to drift to pull off this one of, part of the heist that they're going to do. So That's I think this is, this is where I think Han learns how to drift. I like that theory actually a lot. I, I definitely like it. Okay. Um, so, uh, also we find out that a Brian and Roman apparently met in juvie, which I can't remember. Did they say that in the second one? No. Here's my other question. Didn't know that you could become a cop after going to juvie. Or an FBI agent. <laughs> or an FBI agent. And certainly not one that would get the kind of slack that Brian has had so far. Brian's life and Brian's employment history are for two different people. He's a dude, you know, hate to go political again. He is in, uh, uh, an embodiment of white privilege. <laughs> Roman ended up in a fucking demolition yard in the middle of the desert in Barstow. <laughs> people can't see it, but I'm giving Joe finger guns for one time. And Brian has committed countless federal crimes and and went to juvie apparently and he's and on the fast track to becoming the next J. Edgar Hoover. The worst thing that happened to him for all of his crimes was his friend got no leniency. Right. That was the worst <laughs> thing that happened to him his, for all his of his black crimes. friend took the fall. <laughs> it's because it's like he just calls like like he's playing like a game. Like he's calling no takesy backs. He's like he's like, all right, I'll help you. Full pardons for everything. Like he, he just works that in everything. They're like, all right, fine, full pardons for everything. It's like, yeah, why? Right. Yeah. Why do you listen to this guy? Well, and he says that that is the worst regret of his life. Brian's worst regret of his life is allowing his black friend to take the fall for him. <laughs> it's crazy. That's insane. It's so stupid. Um. Okay. Anywho, and I believe him. Anyway, uh, Brian explains the plan, okay? 
They mm-hmm. are going to rob all 10 of these cash houses from right under Reyes' nose. Roman objects because it's bad business to mix, uh, uh, not pleasure with business, personal with business. It's bad business. And uh, then he changes his mind when he hears about the payday. It is a mm-hmm. hundred million dollars split nine ways. And we get some Luda math. Luda drops his math. Luda. hundred million dollars divided by nine people. That's a little over 11 mil a piece. And that math checks out. Roman Thanks. drops his Roman Finally math. some math. Finally some math in the series that actually works. Correct. But Roman drops his Roman math. 11 million dollars equals a whole lot of vaginal activity for him. <laughs> oh, so subtle. So what I like about Roman is that he's the master of the double entendre. <laughs> yes, just it's so tongue in cheek, you almost miss it. Yeah, if you're he, not he listening carefully, almost slips it past you. But if you're if you got a if you got a good ear, you can yep. hear these sex jokes that he makes. Totally, very very yeah, very tongue in cheek. Yeah, uh, but but Roman tries to leave, or yeah, Roman tries to leave. Yes, yeah, he or um. But but he says, I got love for y'all. Roman just met right? <laughs> half, <laughs> half the people in the room, at least. More than half. He just met Tego, Omar, Dom, Giselle, Han, yeah. Mia. <laughs> he just met seven of the nine people that he's working with. Yeah, he only knows Brian and Tej. And yeah. barely knows Tej. <laughs> but he's got love for y'all. That's all. I love for all of them. Uh, anyway. Gal and Han point out that once one cash house gets hit, Reyes will heighten the security at the other locations. And Dom has a plan for that. But we don't find out what it is. Not yet. So the whole team, we only see the first step of this plan. The whole team storms a cash house. The first cash house that they go to. They overpower the guards. This is from the trailer we talked about yesterday. Uh, They burn the money. They reveal their faces and they say to send a message to Reyes that they plan to burn the rest of the money in each of these safe houses. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then we cut to the garage crime scene and we have the rock discovering that Brian and Dom stole the CPU microchip. And he also discovers that Brian and Dom have robbed Reyes's safe house. The one that just, they just robbed. Then we flash to Reyes's office. So these are all quick cuts. Reyes kills a henchman that failed him, the one in charge of that safe house, and he orders his right-hand man, who ends up being the same guy from the train that survived Mm -hmm. somehow. Uh, Don't know how he got himself out of that mess, by the way. Uh, But anyway, he He just does. He just just does. does. Tells him to consolidate all of his money into one spot and move it uh, to a location, but we don't find out where that is yet. Um, So then we get a weird interaction. Uh... We flash back to Dom and Roman. We get a weird interaction. Dom decides to continue with the plan. Oh, oh no. We find out that all of this money, because they're tracking all of the safe houses, moving all the money. Mm-hmm. We find out that they're all headed to one spot, and that one spot is the Brazilian Police Department or the yeah. Rio de Janeiro Police Department. Yes, but while they're tracking them, Roman, once again eating, once again angry that he had to stop eating, but he was, did not get smash a burrito angry while he was eating. I didn't see him eating, but I would have yeah, loved Yeah, when they were tracking him, his, so they were all in their positions to track where 
outside the safe houses, the right. money houses. Right. He's in a diner and he's just housing a plate of food. Good he's for just, him. He's just going to town on this plate of food and he's still um, eating angrily. He's still eating. Well, he's he's just like he's eating forcefully. We'll say I he's see, not I angry. See. He's forceful. But then he sees the money car come by and he almost looks mad that he has to stop eating <laughs> to do this call. <laughs> It's like that's why you're there. You're not there to eat. You're there yeah. to sell this car. You didn't fly to Rio de Janeiro to get a plate of eggs. <laughs> it was a plate of eggs, by the way. Right. <laughs> but he's just housing this plate of eggs, just, ah, going to town. But like I said, he did not get smash a burrito mad, which was we saw. That's that's the maddest Perfect. he gets. Yeah, he will smash a burrito and then pick it back up and keep eating it. That is the most abuse I've ever seen flinged a piece of food in my life um to this day so anyway we get a weird interaction they all meet on a rooftop Mm -hmm. uh, and they are starting to think that maybe this isn't going to be such an easy job but dom decides they need to continue with the plan and roman is pissed he says whatever i ain't scared i'm just telling y'all going in the that building is crazy and brian says i got this he runs runs off when did Brian become the Roman Whisperer? Like when He's always this... been the Roman Whisperer. Yes, he wasn't able to control him through an hour and a half of the second movie. <laughs> he got him. It's fine. But, Joe, we got another classic Han talking without saying anything line. Where he okay. says, we, we, can't, we can't do this. And Han says, can't? You mean shouldn't? Han says that. Han says that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Han. Thank you for contributing to the conversation. Right, right. Keep talking without saying a thing. Yeah, you just repackaged what Dom's or what somebody else said and and highlighted the obvious here. Of course they shouldn't. Yeah, can't, Um, you mean shouldn't. I think this is how Han blends into everywhere because they're like, yeah, there was a guy here. What was... He was talking, but What's he his point again. <laughs> he didn't say anything, but it felt like he was saying a lot of words. Dude, and... I had like a half hour conversation with this guy. I cannot remember a thing he said. Yeah, so I think that's how Han is a chameleon that that uh, blends in anywhere. Interesting. He disorients people with his uh, crazy logic. Yeah. Um, anyway, also, what could Brian have possibly said to Roman to make that situation better. Either he was still in it, which it sounds like he is. He says, I'm not scared. I'm still in it. Um, But also he didn't, you can't say anything to make this situation seem better. Like it's still money in a police station. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, we flash to the rock. The rock identifies Dom and Han with facial recognition technology. Through masks. Through masks. (laughs) They are wearing Masks. Ski masks. And the rocks, yeah, they're wearing ski masks. And the rocks just like run facial recognition on that. They're like, perfect. We got it. Got him. How? What? But Ugh. here's what <laughs> it's not just that he gets them, he cross checks the system for known Dom associates, right? Because he's caught Dom and Han. So now mm-hmm. he's thinking, all right, maybe Dom's bringing all his crew. So basically orders his team to track down every person that Dom's ever known, I guess. And the rock, the rock is the like, system. do me a favor. The rock is like, do me a favor. Pull up the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift on IMDb, and, and see Fast who <laughs> and Fast and Furious. See who is in those movies. I think those people will be here. That's the only way he found them all so fast. Right. He finds them in a split second. They're already there. Um, anyway, we get we flash to Reyes now. Reyes is holding the money in the police vault. 
mm-hmm. he gets a rundown of like the situation, finds out that we got a rookie cop helping uh, this uh, Hobbs, who is this agent of the federal uh, the United States federal government. We don't That's really wrong, find out yeah. what department it is until the very end, but we'll get to that later. Um, anyway, uh, he also orders the oh, we find out that he has a corrupt relationship with the police. That's a big part of this. And he orders the police to incentivize the public to look out for Dom and Brian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which, I mean, wouldn't he's the richest man in the city. Like, wouldn't he be able to better incentivize everybody than even the police department? That kinda... and, and that's his philosophy. As he outlined in the Portuguese thing, he gives them something so that he can take it away. Yeah, so he already he... has them. Yeah, he can, he's already done. He can just give them something else. He can incentivize these people. Right, yeah. Who knows? Uh, so Mia borrows... Uh, oh, Mia finds out that she can borrow the police department schematics from the library, which would get them caught immediately. Which also implies that Mia has a library card. In Rio. <laughs> in Rio. Where she's trying to hide out from the police. From the police, according to Oh, Tej. well, it's right here, baby. We get a Tej, yeah, Tej speech that I wrote down. He says, um, uh, yeah, can I get everyone's attention right here for a second? We're talking about breaking into a police station. station. Does anyone listen to those words? Anybody? Popo, five-o, one-time, pigs, people we don't like. And everyone ignores him. He literally says police like 50 times and yeah. everyone everyone's like care. shut up Tej calm down it's fine 100 Get... million dollars remember Dom's like Dom's like hold this necklace and Tej is like okay everything's fine I got it what I got it, it yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so uh anyway they need to get eyes in the station to look around the interior so they send Roman the least covert member of the crew <laughs> because he has got a big mouth. That's the logic they use. You got a big mouth. That'll play in a police station. That'll yeah, work. a black guy with a big mouth has always done well in police stations. If Minnesota, if Minneapolis right now has taught us anything, it that works out perfectly. Zero percent of the time. <laughs> Zero problems. Black guys with normal mouths, <laughs> no mouth. Like, yeah. Anywho. Uh, this is going to be dated, but, you know, look it up if you have the date on the podcast. Minneapolis will still be on fire when this comes out on Monday. I'm Probably sorry. true. No, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, you know, years from now, if you're listening, oh, okay. thing, look back on when this date was Minneapolis. You'll understand what we're talking about. Anyway, uh, Roman imperson. This is the plan. Roman impersonates O'Connor. Why not just use O'Connor for this? <laughs> is somebody going to recognize him? They shouldn't. Like They shouldn't. Any. <sighs> And he uses his name. So yes, <laughs> he uses his name, and it's an FBI package. Okay, so sorry to explain to everyone what's going on here. Um, he brings in, Roman does, impersonating O'Connor, brings in a fake evidence box from the FBI with a little remote car with a camera attached to it inside because mm-hmm. they're going to scope out the area. But again, yeah, why is O'Connor not doing this? How do they expect them not to check that the FBI is involved? Like, they would check with the FBI, obviously. Um, The desk clerk immediately notices that the badge says Caucasian, and Roman says he has a tan. 
Yeah. Roman is very black. It's hard he to explain. Very He's black. The blackest person in the franchise, hands down. There's no mistaking <laughs> this Rattan. Zero percent. Um, desk clerk gets angry. He won't allow the box in. Or I love the desk the clerk, in. by the way. The desk clerk is amazing. I, I do. I like him, too. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. He's like, come on, help a brother out. Nope. And you're not my brother. <laughs> not my brother, brother. <laughs> brother from another mother? No. And no. he gets really angry. says, get out of here. Oh, do I have to call the consulate? And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to call the consulate. And he gives him the box. Says, I beat his ass on the way over to the S- uh, elevator. Um, anyway. The desk clerk allows the box to come in, doesn't allow Roman to come in. Um, yeah, And I was so, wondering at this point if Han was in the box Ocean's Eleven style. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> or Han was the box because he's a chameleon. He could be anything. Right. He's so a, he, just he's a un- he unfolds like a transformer and is in the vault. Right. Have you ever seen those like contortionists that make like statues or cars or like animals? And they unfold off of the animals. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, Roman then returns to the surveillance van. Brian and Tej are inside. And Roman says, I think I make a better... I think I make a better special agent than you ever did to Brian. Somehow he's right. And he failed. <laughs> he but he's correct. right. <laughs> because he did what he was tasked to do. So he's yeah. already better than Brian. He followed directions. Very simply. And then Brian says, well, that depends on how you define special. And they, ah. So there's some nuggies. They are the only two people in this entire movie who seem like they like each other in the slightest. Correct. More than Brian and Mia, who are having a child. More than Dom and Mia. (laughs) Yeah, these are the only two people who seem to care about each other at all. They have a real friendship. Yeah, they're they're bros, man. Or bros. Or cousins, as they say. Cuz, they're cousins. Uh, so then we get some great Roman and Tej back and forth. That's kind of a nice underlying thing that happens in the movie. They're quickly becoming frenemies, as I put yes. it. Um, so they locate the location of the vault with the remote control car. That was in the box, yeah. Brian says, what is that, 6 by 6 Roman says, 8 by 12 Tej says, 7 by 12 This is some weird measurement dick swinging going on. Which, by the way, how far off was Brian? If he assumed one of the sides totally was, was six, and the other two were like, oh no, that's 12. He was off by 100%. On both sides. <laughs> um, so this is just further evidence that Brian is, uh, he's spending too much time with Dom's necklace, I think. He's getting as dumb as Dom. Totally. Well, everyone's math is off, except for some reason, Tej, who's like a rain man right now, because he continues Fitted with 18-inch thick steel reinforced walls with an insulated copper core to protect against thermal lance. A class 3 electronic lock with a surface griffin retumbler and a biometric palm scanner. 10 tons of top-of-the-line security. Brian responds, do I want to know how you know all that? Tej says, I had a life before you knew me, O'Connor. We need a Tej prequel. What was he up to? Before Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. It's, um, um, it, it's, uh, he was in love with that, with that vault. He was going to make yeah. sweet love to that vault if he was allowed to. Well, he almost comes later on when they get, uh, a copy of the vault or like That's an extra true. of the vault. 
Um, anyway, we get our Mexican singers, or uh, and they go into the sewer, uh, or our demolition crew is there, as they're tasked to do. Uh, they blow up the sewage pipe, which is connected to the police station, and they ruin the desk clerk's day. <laughs> Because he is sitting on the john and shit goes bananas. Okay, their plan is a cherry bomb in the toilet. Yeah, classic nineteen eighties prank. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So we get uh Han, who says that based on the layout, once they've uh oh wait a minute, let me see this. Oh no, then the Mexican singers pose as a plumbing crew, and they go into the bathroom. And they lock the door and they cut a big hole in the wall and they hack into the police station cameras. So now they've got visuals on all of the areas of the police station. Han says, based on the layout, they have a narrow window and they'll need a narrow, quick car. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dom orders that they mock up a track in the garage. And, uh, I said, uh, what's the plan here? Why do they need to drive fast? Because this is the first time in the movie I'm really confused. I'm like, I don't... So they they can get past the cameras before they pan. Because Han points out they're on 10-second oscillations, which is the problem. 100-degree field of view, 10-second oscillations. So they got to... They got to get from one camera when it's facing the wrong direction to another camera while it's facing the wrong direction. So they got to be fast. I get all all of that. But is it not a major red flag when a car comes speeding into a police station, screeching its cars all or its tires all around the uh, the garage? Like, I get you're we established we established in this universe that garages don't echo. Because they were playing music in Tokyo Drift. So garages don't echo. So there's, it's a, this is a stealth mission, Joe. Don't forget. Right. So this is is how they do stealth in Fast and Furious. Yeah, I think we blew past that. They did, said this is a stealth mission. I just want to remind everybody. When we get into what the mission actually entails, they pitch this as a stealth mission. Right. In and out before anyone notices. Uh, Okay, so then we get. Dom and Brian, and they have to go street racing for a car because they need Mm -hmm. a quicker, uh, smoother car. And we get, thankfully, finally, we get our asses, our underwear shorts, our dresses with butts hanging out. I was like sweaty palms waiting for this. We got our Fast and Furious scene. We can can unwhite knuckle, unclench our jaws. We know this is a Fast and Furious movie. I got my fix. Thank you. Yeah, because... Han said they needed a car that wasn't just fast. That's what they need. They need a, a car that's not just fast. It also needs to be furious. That right. they they cut that second half of the line, but I know it was in there. Sure. Not just not just fast, but also furious. It's a two so, hour and ten minute movie. They need to cut some things. Yes. So yes, they get their their scene. They get their fast and furious scene. Their home home sweet home, as right. Dom says. That's right. Dom says, yeah, I put that in there. Home sweet home. Uh, so Dom keeps asking or no wait wait dom keeps acting like he's never been beat in a race but brian beat him in the first movie <laughs> i mean did he though oh he did remember <laughs> i mean did he though i know they keep bringing it up even though at the end of the first one brian beat dom yeah but they act a... like he didn't 
we've moved beyond this. Like the audience is well beyond the writers in this case. That was the completion of Brian's arc in the first yeah. Fast and the Furious movie was beating Dom. It was he is a street racer now. He is a part of this world. He beat Dom. That right. was the conclusion of his arc. And then they act like that scene never happened. Yeah, and then they punctuate the end of this movie with like a weird rematch. It's super weird. Anyway, Dom wins this race, okay? So he he challenges some guy uh, for his blue car, um, and then he wins the blue car, okay? They don't show. this, is, But you had said this is a great meta humor joke for the franchise. They do not show the race. They just show them driving into the garage with the blue car that they won in this in No this race. race. Yeah, they all set it up. They're like... You know, the guy that they're going up against, he gives this speech. He's like, Dominic Toretto's car in my garage. How great would that look? And the whole audience cheers, which my brother texted me. He brought this up to me. Uh We were talking about how they can hear each other talk in the cars. Yeah. These guys in every before every race, they're just having a conversation. And people 30 yards away can hear them talk. And they're reacting. People just, yeah, just in the periphery can hear them talk. And so they do that. He's like, you know, and he calls Brian the worst cop ever. And then they race for slips. And you're like, all right, here's our racing. And nope, they just pull into the garage, pull into the garage with the blue car. Uh, But again, I I got a chuckle out of that. But then that chuckle quickly turns to groans because we get our king of master of weak burns, Roman. Where'd you get that from? Papa Smurf? Way to bring it all Bring it all down. <laughs> Joe, Joe, when you're good, you're good. It's true. When you're good, you're good. Just like the Joker said, if you're good at anything, don't do it for free. And Roman's getting paid for these. That's right. Zingers. Uh, so everyone starts practicing drifting around the mock track. First, we get Brian. He tries it in this blue car. He fails. Dom immediately decides they need a faster car. So I guess... That whole thing didn't have to happen because yeah. now they've scrapped this blue car that they just won. That he put up his dad's charger for. Yeah, that means so much to him. He's rebuilt it 700 times. Okay, so um, everyone starts drifting in their own cars. And I do not know how they got all these cars, but everyone's got a different car when they're going around this track. Um, Gal Gadot turns out to be a master drifter and Han is in love. Uh, Han and the Mexican singers track down a vault uh, to practice on, but they need Reyes' handprint for the scanner. And like I said before, Tej is like, where'd you get this thing? Oh, my God. Yeah, he's in love. Yeah. Yeah, Tej is in love with the vault. Um, So Gal Gadot, we get our next part of our plan. Gal Gadot and Han go to scope out Reyes. And mm-hmm. Gal Gadot gets Reyes to grab her ass for a print. And I said, uh, wait a minute, where did I say that? Oh, I said, that's the Gal Gadot we know and love. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we find out that Gal Gadot was Mossad. Yeah, and I was going to say, canonically not an anti-Semitic movie, because she's Mossad. Drop the Mossad stuff. Um, and Han is an ex-smoker because he eats all the time. And I said, finally, we get an answer to why Han is eating. Yeah, Han is never not eating. Always snacking. Um, and then I also said, she probably only gets a partial print on her super skimpy bikini bottoms because they could have gone a normal dress or like a sundress or like. Yeah, this doesn't work. I would also like to invite somebody 
to take a look at a piece of clothing and the fiber pattern on that piece of clothing and then look at your hand and look at the pattern there and see which pattern is more distinct because they're the same. So this yeah. hand print they're getting is just going to be covered in lines from the cloth. Right. This, it's just this ridged way. and separated. If there's one kind of overlap, it's ruined. Like it had to be a completely and it's going up her butt because remember, this is Fast and the Furious here. They don't go with the uh, normal bikini bottoms. They go up the butt bikini bottoms they go smaller 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 is better yes in the case of bikini bottoms okay so then we get our whole crew uh we find out they've all been burnt Burned. yeah uh and that they're all wanted brian says this note to brian only ex-agents get burn notices bruh <laughs> not well, everybody else well hold on time out you can have from watching you can have an alias or an ID burned. That means you can't use it anymore. So uh, their actual uh, names are burned. That's what he means. It means you're toast. You you cannot be, you cannot go out there being who you are anymore. So you got to use a new identity if you're going to okay. go out there. Because because um, Hobbs said when they found them, you know, when they cross reference IMDb to find all the main characters to figure out who's in this movie. Yeah, he's like, you can change your names. But you can't change your faces. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they got all the, the IDs from their passports. All those fake names, those identities are all burned. Which means Mia's got to return those schematics to the to the library. ASAP. ASAP. Because her identity is burned. Yep. And so she's got to get those back or she's going to get late charges. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> also, for a crew that is a master, all of them masters of aliases, kind of interesting that they had to steal Brian's already corrupted alias to go and, and plant that car with the camera. Yes, that's very true. Okay. Anywho, moving on. We Speaking of names, we find out that The Rock's name is Hobbs in this movie, and mm-hmm. that name should ring a bell for people who have a loose understanding of the fast and the furious Calvin franchise. and Hobbes. Yes, correct. We, we, we move to uh Dom and his imaginary friend that he created when he brained that guy. For himself. I told you this franchise changes. Now it's more like a toy story. Cerebral. Type de- yeah. It's very cerebral. Uh, so now we get the, uh, bup, bup, bup. Oh, they lure out Hobbes. To a street race site because they got to buy themselves some some space to breathe, and uh, so they lure him out to the race site. He comes to arrest them. Dom's got the respect of everybody in this street racing scene because he won that one race that we never got to see. Yep. And uh, yeah, Hobbs tries to arrest them, but he is faced with just a line of uh, guns pointed directly at him, and so he decides to back off. Um, oh, Hobbs also brings up the man that Dom turned into a janitor. Finally, someone is. Yeah, uh, finally we know about you and this me, Because the truth had to be spoken here. Justice for, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Uh, so uh, then we've got, oh, as this is going on, we have Tej underneath one of the vans. Bugging. Justice for Kenny Linder. Justice for Kenny Linder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the supermodel with the face of 
uh, with shitty makeup on. Uh, anyway, then we get Tej bugging Hobbs's van. So now we're going to know where he is uh, at all times. Okay. So Dom breaks. Oh, Nevis shows up to this, this street mm-hmm. race thing. And he notices, Dom, that she is wearing his Jesus chain. So Dom decides to break into Nevis's house to steal back his Jesus chain. Because he uh, needs it. He's, he's feeling himself getting smarter. He's feeling his crew getting smarter and starting to question <laughs> his authority. And so he needs that back. When when Ludacris, when Tej was like, it's a police station, dude. He's like, oh, no. I, I got to get chain. these fools back <laughs> under control. He just said it 10 times. Nobody heard it for some reason. But if he says it an 11th time, this whole thing falls apart. Um, so anyway, for a second, it looks like Dom is going to beat up a woman for wearing his jewelry. <laughs> He gets real physical. Uh, Nevis is as bad at math as Dom is. She thinks that a large Jesus chain made out of silver is worth $20. They're perfect for each other. They are. She has been wearing the necklace. So she is dumb now. She's very dumb. She says, why would you come back for $20 worth of silver? I'm like, I I haven't checked the price of silver. There's no way that that is only 20 bucks. Um, Anyway. Neves gives Dom a whole lot of undue trust, okay? Because now he's the new Brian who gets a bunch of trust. Mm-hmm. And then Neves knows about Letty somehow. But how? Files, I guess. I guess. I guess that kind of makes sense. Joe, remember the file that Hobbs that <laughs> got scattered on the floor? <laughs> um anyway, yeah, Han can't even yeah han can't even drift well enough to beat these cameras so he says that they need invisible cars dom says i got just the the plan for that so they go and steal police cars see my thought was gal gadot is wonder woman who has an invisible plane so i thought maybe they had a pipeline to get literal invisible cars okay here's what i thought this is a perfect opportunity to utilize tej's actual skill set I.e., he could paint up these these charge, find some chargers, paint them up to look like uh, police cars, get some lights and sirens from all his dudes, get them put on the police car. Like that is Tej's skill set. He's a garage owner, aspiring and former, <laughs> aspiring and former. Yeah. Um, anywho, they don't do that, of course. Uh, they go and they steal these cars. And because they've got uh, some spare time, I guess, Dom, Brian, Han, and Roman all decide to take a break from planning the heist to bet $1 million each on a drag race through the streets of Rio. So finally, we get our drag race, Fast and Furious scene. Um, Roman decides to blare his siren and talk on the bullhorn while the whole city is looking for all of them. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Brian wins the race. But it's because Dom let him win and pulled off the clutch at the very end. Race starts at 1 minute, 22 seconds exactly in the movie. Race ends at 1 minute, 23 seconds exactly in the movie. They call it out as a quarter mile, which means they were going 15 miles per hour. It is. Gotta love that math. I hate it because it ruins everything for me. (laughs) Okay. But we also get, uh, if you were too distracted by the math, we get a weak racist burn from Brian. What took you so long, Roman? I would have thought you would have shown up with some chrome rims or something. Oh, yes. Which, 
I, I didn't take it as racist. I took it as a callback to him wanting the one with the chrome rims in Too Fast, Too Furious. Already forgot that movie. There you go. <laughs> Joe, so did the writers. <laughs> so did the writers. Okay, so now we get... Uh, oh, there's also tons of advertising. I don't know if you noticed this throughout the movie. Quick side note. Tons of advertising for AE Performance. They got paid a oh, bunch. Oh, yeah. When it's they're on drifting. Cars. Uh-huh. It's on uh, Brian's shirt. Like, it is everywhere. It's in this on movie. third example. <laughs> I don't know what the third example is, but it's on multiple cars, and it yeah. is on Brian's shirt. Okay, so um, Vince then saves Mia from Reyes' men at a marketplace, and he shows up with Mia back at the garage. Dom says, you hungry? Vince says, sure. Dom says, good, because you're saying grace. And guess what we're having? Tuna fish on white, no crust. <laughs> it's Brian's day. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. He loves it so much. Uh, Tej then wants to... Oh, we find out that Tej wants to open a garage with his $11 million. Just have a normal day. Normal life. Uh, God, that would be the dream. If only we could see Ludacris live that dream in a previous Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, if only he had a garage. Oh, wait, he did. He had a garage in Too Fast, Too Furious called Tej's, Tej's Garage. <laughs> he just wants to open a garage. Joe, that's all he wants out of life. Is just open a garage where people won't get ripped off. <laughs> Let's be clear here. He entered this heist because he wants to change his life. He left everything behind. Including, including his garage. <laughs> to go to Rio de Janeiro... Put his life at risk, uh, ruin his life in America, literally become a fugitive working with these people. Yes. Also, he could get a garage. A garage, <laughs> which he already has. Which he's got a garage in prime location. His garage is up is next to water. It's on it's waterfront property. Yeah. It's waterfront. He could sell his garage with everything in it for like four million and not have to worry about Miami. Yeah. yeah, and not have to worry about breaking the law, um, traveling internationally, getting back home, Killed. looking over his shoulder for the rest of his life. <laughs> but no, he does this heist, which he doesn't know how much this heist is for when he when he leaves. Yes. By the way, Brian's yes. just like, I got a I got a job. So he comes to South America, leaving behind a garage to he then finds out make enough money and it's a surprise to him make enough money to open a garage not only his garage but his role as a crime lord like or not a crime lord but like he ran the races he, he runs the races he does the you know jet ski stuff he like he's successful yeah he's good he's good at what he does but nope he's got to drop everything sell his garage so that he can make money and open a garage for a man he's never met in dumb correct uh, anywho, Vince wants in on the heist. Oh, no, wait, nope. First, Roman is usually hungry, but not for burned ribs. And that's no. what he gets in this scene. He is not hungry for burned ribs. Uh, Vince wants in on the heist. Dom says there's always room for family. Vince is officially back, baby. Vince is back for good. Which Dom just gave away a million dollars each. From everyone's cut. <laughs> from everyone's cut. Didn't Not a million talk... from everyone's cut. But, oh, no, yes, a million from everyone's cut. Yeah. Because it, it went from nine 
to 10. So everybody went from $11 million to $10 million. I kind of feel like he should have consulted with people. Well, uh, Jeff, I almost called you Brian, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Jeff, they're all multimillionaires, okay? Million dollars doesn't mean anything anymore. They just burnt it on that quarter mile. That's true, I guess, you know. But I feel like he should, and it's also when we see the plan, it's everybody has a role, everybody has a job. What was Vince supposed to do? Also, how does this plan work without the plot developing the way it's going to? Yeah, well, Well, we find real quick that original plot goes out the window, my friend. But uh, Mia, oh, here's what we get first. Mia can't drink because that would hurt the baby. Not like jumping from a rooftop into sheet metal, mind you. (laughs) Well, it's to be fair, that baby's got Toretto genes, which means strong head, bad brain. So it can take the fall from the roof, but it they got to protect those brain cells from alcohol if they can. That's true. The few that are left. <laughs> yes. It does have Toretto brain. Toretto. Oh, God. It has half Toretto, half O'Connor genetics. That baby is doomed. <laughs> <laughs> He's falling through the cracks. Yes. Just, <laughs> heads up. Um, anywho, uh, Luda inappropriately asks for ass fondling details of Brian and Mia's sex life after hearing about their first child. Which is a callback to when he inappropriately asked Yes. <laughs> Great callback. Did and he then, slap the ass or did he grab it firmly? Which is weird question. Weird question to ask a mother-to-be. Yeah. Oh, that's what I put. Everyone hugs... <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, this is right after hearing about their first child. <laughs> yes. Mother to be, an inspiring mother. Um, here's the thing, Jeff. Let's think about this for a sec. You and I, who doesn't have a kid? Uh, Gabe. Gabe doesn't have a kid. But let's say you and I find out that Gabe has a kid. What's the first thing us, you ask? What's the first thing you ask? Hey, Gabe, congratulations, dude. By the way, do you, like, put your finger up? <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Get out of my life. What are you Get saying? out of my face. And then they said, they then they ask an even better question. What happened to the pull-out method, man? Oh, I got that. Everyone hugs and there's so many great lines in the background. We get Roman saying, leave it in, leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Tesh saying, what happened to the pull-out method, man? Love it. Let's and then slip those in. Yeah. And then Dom gives a speech. Yes. Do you have that speech? I did not put it down. I just have salute me familia to a bunch of people that he met the day before yesterday. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't address the baby thing. He just It's just nope. to everybody in the room, everyone's family. Oh, he says something along the lines of money will come and go. But, but the thing that really matters are the people who are in this room right now. That's forever or something. Most of which he just met. Yes. So now we got the crew is Brian, Dom, Mia, Vince, Leo, Santos, Hod, Giselle, Roman, and Tej. So we got a 10-person crew now. 10 dudes, 10 mil apiece. We get our heist starting. Finally. And this is a half-hour scene at least. Han and Roman take off in the cop cars. And Gal Gadot and the Mexican singers leave too. But we don't know what they're driving. Uh, Dom thinks that Hobbs is on the other side of the town, but guess what? Hobbs shows up at the scene to disrupt everything. Uh, he shows up at the garage with his team and he smashes Dom's charger. 
Oh, which boy. Which we know. I mean, Dom's pissed because he's never going to be able to fix that, right? Yeah. He was going to be mad before, but buddy, he is livid now. Yeah. I said, that's okay. It'll be repaired by the next film. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll uh, be repaired by the time they leave. Like, they'll get to the heist and then they'll drive back to the garage and then it's fixed. It's they just, don't know. How, yeah. It just happens. Uh, so we have Hobbs who, fa- oh, Hobbs says he found the tracker and he put it on another car to confuse them. Hobbs and Dom fight it out. They break a lot of walls. Mm-hmm. Hobbs tells his team to stand down as he is standing over Dom and beating him into the ground. But then Dom gets the other upper hand. He turns him on his back. Dom goes gorilla mode and nearly turns the rock into the janitor. <laughs> yep. Almost. He gets the, the wrench. He, the callbacks call back to when he did it with the janitor, almost made him a janitor, which Joe, I would just like to point something out here. Mm. There is, questionable measurements about vin diesel's height but he is somewhere between 5 10 and 6 feet tall and the rock is 6 foot 5 so there is a 6 inch difference in their height and you could not tell in the fight scene because they blocked it perfectly they did like yeah. Vin diesel was as tall as the rock and he is not even close not even close dude together you see a picture of them together it's it's insane yeah it's like his little brother right um so anyway, the sweet ta- uh, the sweet the SWAT team is driving like lunatics through the favelas after mm-hmm. they arrest Dom, Mia, and Brian, and Vince. They are like speeding air, yeah, getting air, doing extreme tricks. Uh, where's Tej, by the way? Gone. Who knows? Um, he bounced. He was like, "Wait, I have a garage. What am I talking about?" Yeah, he's like. Yeah, after the whole thing, Roman pulled him aside and said, so wait a minute. <laughs> he was like, that garage in Miami, did you not own that? And Luda was like, oh, no, I abandoned my garage. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. And he takes um, off. And then you flash, you get a cut scene back to his garage in Miami. And like Jimmy's just getting drunk with all these. Bitches. Yeah, he's playing poker. He's making up raps, which, by the way, uh, Dom and uh, Hobbs fight started at was just over two and a half minutes long, which mm-hmm. makes it twice as long as any street racing in this street <laughs> racing franchise movie. Right. 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 Um, so the SWAT team uh, ends up getting ambushed by Reyes's men and Hobbs, Hobbs's whole team is shot up and blown yeah. out. Everyone's dead. Uh Neves then releases Dom, Mia, Brian, and Vince, and they come to the rescue of Hobbs. They Which kill... they're lucky, or she's lucky, because there is an ambush. We don't know from who at this point. The three guys she has are just like, cut us loose. Just do it. Just do it. Just do right. it. Just do it. Cut us loose. Come on. Do it. Cut us loose. And she's like, well, I have been close to this necklace for a while, so I'm going to cut you guys loose. <laughs> You know, my uh, remaining brain says no, but my heart says yes. <laughs> but now my re- brain, remaining brain says yes, because uh, I'm losing brain cells. Right. <laughs> so she lets them go. Thankfully, they do the decent thing. They save Hobbs. And Dom demonstrates the only appropriate way for a man to lift up another man off the ground by the forearm, baby. The forearm to forearm grab. That's how you know they're boys. That's Take how notes. You- Take notes, Corona conscious millennials. <laughs> That's how you bury hatchets. That's right. A big meaty paw onto a big fat forearm. And you can't catch the virus that way. Jeff. Nope. 
That's true. You cough into your elbow and then you put your hand into somebody's exactly. elbow. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Vince is shot and Vince dies. Uh-huh. And we so find out Vince. he named his kid after Dom. Yes, Dom. Uh, yes, we find out that Vince named his son Nico after Dom's full name, which is Dominic. Uh, Dom promises to take care of his family as his dying wish. Uh, so that was a short-lived uh, return for Vince. But, but he's redeemed. He is redeemed. He comes full circle. Uh, does not use the <laughs> gay no, slur once. No, no gay slurs, <laughs> but no deals on food. That's the problem. That's he, true. He the good and the bad. He doesn't give you any deals on food. Well, all food in Brazil is a deal. <laughs> That's true. Um, so uh, everyone wants to back out of the heist after this whole thing goes awry. But of course, Dom's a bad listener. Uh, thankfully, Hobbs is in until they kill that son of a bitch, at least. Reyes, which is wild. They're talking the logistics of following through with a crime with the guy who is trying to capture them for the crime in the the lesser crimes they committed back in the states in the room with them but they're like this is we're gonna break into a police hobbs don't listen are we still gonna break into the police station guys but everyone's like no and then hobbs says i'll do it yeah i'm in um dom ditches the covert ops for a brute force plan yes but joe this is where we fill out the team because we got so Vince is dead. So we got Reyes or Elena Nevis. We got Tego. We got Omar, Giselle, Mm -hmm. Han, Hobbs, Dom, Mia, Brian, Tej, Roman. Buddy, that's 11 people. We got Ocean's 11 here. Oh, it it took a while. (laughs) It's run by idiots. So I like to call this this heist Ocean's 11 brain cells. (laughs) (laughs) Ocean's 11 chromosomes. (laughs) Uh, like it. I love it. Um, so, uh, we get Reyes. Oh, Reyes is arriving at the police station to personally watch his money. Okay. Because he's going to make a difference. (laughs) Yeah. He's going to help. Um, Dom and Nevis, uh, or no, not Dom and Nevis. Sorry. Uh, Hobbs and Nevis. Essential part of this plan because they drive up in a police vehicle and then they smash directly through the concrete uh, separators. You know, it's not a wall, but it's like those things that little pillars smash through those smash into the garage, smash through a wall that the vault is somehow right on the other side. Yeah. It worked out very perfectly, perfectly for them. Um, And then, uh, Oh, they're clearing the way for Dom and Brian to hook their coops up to the vault. Yes. Which even if the winch was attached to the frame, this would rip the frame. Undoubtedly, the back end of these cars would come off because these are not full frame vehicles. The frames are welded to the rest of the car. This, they are pulling off the back end of the car if they do this. They're I got not four wheel drive. They're presumably rear wheel drive. I got so mad at this part because I was like, they're doing a, a, they're doing a structural pull. This is how you fix a car. This is how you pull on a car. This yeah. is to stretch metal. And there's, ah, that's fine. With 15 tons, the vault is 10 tons. The yeah. money is five tons, we find out yeah. earlier. 15 tons, Joe. 
look up the hauling capacity of like a Chevy Silverado 3500, which is like the largest towing uh, customer available vehicle. It's not even close. I know my dad's 1500 hauls 11,100 pounds. Yeah, that's it's it's yeah, it's it's the same. Yeah, that's what so. its towing capacity is. So, but we so we get two of them. Which apparently, but then we get one of them just pulling this this thing around later. Oh on no no no! Uh, so we we break it down. So first yeah. thing they do, they pull the vault from the wall, Correct. and that is the I said thus beginning the most physically impossible sequence of the series by far. We get the vault smashing through cars. Okay, they pull it out of the garage. They are going super fast. They are smashing cars with it. They are ripping it through shops. Yeah. Okay, killing people destroying rio just destroying rio obliterating it no control of this vault at all until they have control of the vault and as you said at one point they rotate the cars so one is in front and the other is behind going in reverse and only one car is now pulling this vault and the other car is pushing it i guess with the back end like what the fuck and then um the vault takes out a telephone pole and it takes out a bus stop. Uh, none of these police cars can catch up, despite the fact that none of them have vaults <laughs> attached to them. Where? Uh, this is what I want to know, too, about this this whole scene. Where We know they make it to the bridge, okay? That's yeah. their plan, right? They're whipping this vault all around Rio, just destroying everything. Yep. Sometimes Mia calls talks in on a walkie-talkie, tells him where to go. Sometimes Brian is making the call which direction to go. Sometimes Dom is making the call which direction to go. Right. Who's running this operation? They're just driving in every which direction. They ditched the plan, man. This is all play-it-by-ear time. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pandemonium. By the way, we are going to include an article that uh, in the link that shows the physics of this whole scene. It is bazonkers no chance of any of this stuff at all ever happening but we're not going to get into it all now because that would take a very long time to break down so um and by the way it's by a harvard physicist for you guys that like your sources checked um okay so uh i said none of the police cars can catch up uh han and roman come in on their cop cars so they still have those cop cars that they stole Mm-hmm. And they just start ramming each cop car that they can find. Finally, Roman's demolition derby skills are coming into play. Finally. Finally. Um, Mia says over the radio, they've carved out a 10 second window with that stunt and they better make it count. Uh, Reyes then arrives on the scene and ends up tracking down Dom and Brian Brian says there's too many cars in pursuit and that they're not going to make it. And uh, Dom tells Brian to cut loose Mm -hmm. and take off. Mia says that they should both cut the vault loose. uh, But Dom doesn't listen. And he smashes, he whips his car around. And he's the only one on the vault right now. Okay, so he is the only guy pulling this gigantic vault. And he starts whipping this vault into every cop car imaginable and he made a lot of janitors that day (laughs) he used he definitely killed a guy because he used the 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 tension cable 
to cut a car <laughs> in half from the so, top. From the top. So Dom severed a man's body in twain. Yep. <laughs> he cut a man in half. Hobbs is standing by. <laughs> ha. Dom murders dozens of cops on this bridge. Murders, turns them into janitors. Here's the thing. I'm, I want to look up the bar graphs of the employment, like the employment bar graphs of Rio de Janeiro of that day. Cops. And then it was, you know, cops and janitors, janitors, and then janitors goes up a... and cops becomes nothing. Rio becomes the cleanest, least police city in the world. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> Dom bails out of the car in his final stunt and flings itself while it's yeah. flinging itself. Dom the throws his car. The, I don't know how this happens. He, how does he throws his car. <laughs> the vault stops. His car, all of a sudden, physics take hold because, oh yeah, this vault's a little heavier than that car. It flings the car into Reyes's car, presumably killing the driver and Reyes, but it actually doesn't. They end up kind of squealing out or working their way out of the car. Brian shows up and shoots the last bad guy standing, who is that guy from the uh, the right-hand man, the guy from the, the train. Which, they never say his name in the movie, Joe, but he no, has... His name is ZZ. He has a lot of role. Like, he, he's, he's in, in the movie a lot. Not a lot of lines, but he gives a lot of dirty looks. Um, and uh, then we see Reyes kind of squirming out of the car. He says, help me. And Hobbs shows up and blam, blam, takes out Reyes, shoots him. Hobbs says, that's for my team, you son of a bitch. See, great, well-written, like, just hits the lines pops. perfectly. Just yeah. pops. I'm glad I got a pop filter on my mic because he's just pop, pop, pop. Um, okay. Then we get our Hobbes monologue. And uh, it it is a big one. Uh, so he says, now you know, or now you know I can't let you two go. I ain't made that way. The way I see it, you've earned yourself 24 hours. Money stays, though. If I were you, I'd use the time. Make peace with whatever demons you got left. Because come tomorrow, I will find you. And then which, they start walking away. Which makes The Rock more lenient than the U.S. justice system. Correct. <laughs> because Dom caught a wanted criminal and they threw the book at him. Yeah. Life, 25 to life, no eligibility for parole. The Rock just watched Dom cut a guy in half. Destroy the city of Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Destroy the city of Rio de Janeiro. Decimate the police force. Untold millions of dollars worth of damage. And he's like, right. you know what? I'll give you a 24-hour head start. You've earned it. You've earned it. Somehow. <laughs> Which so the only let's... reason... By the way, yeah. The Rock was sent down to Rio to get Dom and Brian. Yes. That's the only reason he's there. He well, just remember, should... He's... He said that. He said, the only thing that matters is catching Dom and Brian. That's he all should, I care about. He should not care about Reyes. At all. Except they took out his team, and then he just... Then, you know, Brian gives this whole speech when they find out who it is about how he gets his man. He's Old Testament. Mm -hmm. he, no, the mercy, no mercy. And as soon as he gets close to this stupid gold... Or the stupid silver necklace, <laughs> he just turns into a complete idiot... 
joins a heist with the guys he was there to take in against the police force he was liaisoning with to, Jeff, to take out a guy he should not care about. Jeff, it's the power of Christ. Through Christ, all things are possible. You looked a little fishy there. Like you weren't sure if you're allowed to say that given your uh, <laughs> your uh, your religion. Oh no. <laughs> um. Yes. Well, I can say that because he's Jewish. You know, we, we ah, go way back. That's um. A... Anyway, they start. The Rock is away. Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, you meant, you meant Jesus. <laughs> yes. Uh. So anyway, Dom and Brian start walking away. Hobbs then throws in a Toretto. I'll see you soon. Dom says, no, you won't. Classic callback to Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> so Hobbs then notices that the vault door is open and he makes his way over to the vault door and Brian and Dom are long gone and he cracks open the vault. All plastic, nothing in there. Oh, man. Oh, man. It's empty. It's the other vault. Oh, man. They finally pay off a Chekhov's gun. Rewatch this scene. Well, because it's it's a heist scene. The important thing in a heist movie is the robbery has already happened. Yeah. And here we go. We I want you to rewatch the scene, by the way, because we get the scene. It's bizarre. (laughs) We get um, the Ocean's Eleven switcheroo. Yeah, but in a. Again, physically impossible way. So they're it's remember fine. they're pulling this thing with two cars. They somehow drive fast enough. They go ahead, okay, because it's behind them. So they drive it up the ramp of this garbage truck that's under a bridge. It's driven by Gal Gadot. The yeah. Mexican singers are in the back, ready to kind of latch hooks onto the real vault and load it into the truck. But how does the vault get into the truck? If so, the wires would have to go through the middle of the truck, and they clearly no. don't. Okay, Joe. Okay, see, you need to watch this movie. If, I I invite you to rewatch this scene. Okay. Because, so what happens is Dom and Brian are driving with the with the vault behind them. Okay, they've got they've got it winched up on the vault. Yeah. They they split the garbage truck, so they're driving on alternate opposite sides of the garbage truck. Yes. And we learn later. When Brian detaches from the vault, they can detach from inside the car. There's a button. So they drive up on either side. They kind of use the, the they, as it starts the to get, as it starts to get onto the ramp, they kill the winches. They pull the thing off. And so the momentum pushes it up the, the ramp of the truck. Cause okay. Gal Gadot, cause Gal Gadot slows down. So it okay. goes up the ramp into the truck. I hate to play amateur physicist here, but Joe, 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 let's be clear here. This is a movie that a charger flipped a bus and then Dom later on threw a car. Fair enough. Threw a car. Two men, two men survived a who knows how high up jump from a cliff. Joe, physics is over. Physics is physics is canceled, Joe. Good point. Good point. Uh, Even if we were just to presume that the physics were fine in this. There's no way this happens in 10 seconds. There's no way that this whole thing happens in 10 seconds. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, Hobbs laughs at the absurdity of it all. <laughs> ah, he, he went to the Brian school of laughing off, not doing your job. Right. 
<laughs> so then we get back to the hideout. Everyone's there. And uh, we get Tej using the palm scan. And it works. And everyone's rich. Woohoo! Uh, and uh, one Tej of the... can finally get that garage he's wanted for this movie that he had in the last movie he was in. And one of the Mexican guys wants to play uh, 52 card pickup. <laughs> yeah. That was, I like that. He was playing with a deck of cards and it opens up and he just shoots all the cards everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so then we get a montage and we get to see where all of this money goes to use. Montage. Vince's family gets a cut. Vince's family gets a cut right off the bat. A lot of money and they get a nice handwritten note. Mm-hmm. Um, we get our Mexican singers who do use their money in the worst possible way. They go straight to Monaco. Monaco? Yeah. yeah. Monaco. They go to a casino and they put all their money on roulette. One of them plays black, the other plays red, and I am praying it hits green. <laughs> I know. I presume I wrote down, does it hit green? They don't show us where it hits, but I was like, oh man, it's gotta hit green. It's gotta hit green. We're gonna see these guys, they're gonna be broke as shit in the next movie it's gonna be great um anyway roman bought a nice car and a girlfriend uh-huh the and only one in the western hemisphere that's what he says yep but guess what tej bought his garage finally yes that's where roman pulls up to tej's garage where he's just kind of tinkering with a wrench not yeah. really doing any real work just kind of staring at an engine like he was he's like the only oh. one there <laughs> yeah he like opened this garage well Dude, let me tell you, I've been to a lot of body shops where there's like one guy there. I'm like, How, do, you, do you do everything? But um, he's just kind of tinkering with this wrench. Like he was like, OK, so I opened the garage. I forgot how to learn how to work on cars. Right. <laughs> what is this one again? <laughs> he's like, he's just calling Jimmy. He's like, Jimmy, what's the what's what's the thing? It, it um it looks like a like it has a mouth. He's like that. That's a wrench, Tej. Oh, OK. Um, How do I use it? <laughs> <laughs> He's like taking a screwdriver like on the hood of the car, just turning it. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, anyway, he got his garage, but guess what? He got the same car that Roman got. Uh oh, now there's two in the Western Hemisphere, dog. Cut Roman um, down to size. And he got two girlfriends. Two of them. Uh, by the way, Roman says there's only four of these cars in existence. He only had eleven million dollars. Like a car that rare? Yeah, he could have spent a lot, like now, all eleven million dollars on that car. I did look it up, and it says the value is four point six million. But he says that he made a chic in Abu Dhabi an offer he couldn't refuse. Again, only has a million dollar, uh, eleven million dollars. Yeah, um, yeah. How is he exactly like if I'm a chic in Abu Dhabi? And I got one of four cars in a, in the world. No chance in hell. It's priceless to me. I don't. What price yeah. are you going to give me that's going to be an offer you can't refuse? That's under eleven million dollars. It's not going to happen. Maybe he sweet talked him. That's his superpower. That is his superpower. Maybe he took the Jesus chain. Yeah. Uh, for some negotiation. Uh, then we get Han and Gal Gadot, and they are practicing very unsafe driving while making out. Yeah, going uh, down the autobahn. Yeah, Han. Oh, are they in Berlin? Yeah, they're in they're in Germany. They keep showing the things. Yeah, they're they're on the autobahn. Okay, interesting uh-huh. because Berlin comes up a little later, but we'll get to that later. Uh, Han still has not made it to Tokyo. That's what we find out here. But they'll get there. But they'll get there but eventually. Okay. Uh, now we got Brian. 
Brian and a very pregnant Mia are walking on the beach. So we've moved months in the future here. Dom pulls up in his charger. Uh, I was wrong. It was repaired by the end of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dom and Nevis are dating now. And the reason that I say dating is because I have a feeling it won't last long. Call it a hunch. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) Under what might change. Dropping some hints here. Okay. Brian wants a drag racing rematch in our final exchange of this movie. He says, no wagers, nobody else, just you and me once and for all. Like, like the end of the first Fast and the Furious movie. Exactly. Where Brian beat Dom. Correct. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Am I taking crazy pills here? Like, no. no. So many okay. times in this movie, I was like, I was like, am I insane? Did I go insane? Because this, uh, what have we the, been doing for the last month of not compiling information about this universe? Yeah, did the writers not watch the prior movies to understand? Right. Uh, well, then we get our only CGI that I noticed, or at least the first noticeable. We get our classic CGI end of film credits race over yeah. credits. And it's between Dom and Brian. And we get a Busta Rhymes song. That's pretty sweet. That's coming yes. in at the end of this episode, guys. Stick around. The okay. best part about the Busta Rhymes thing, the Busta Rhymes song, is so I watch with closed caption on because I'm an old man and I can um, read what I'm watching too. So yeah. it starts off with the lyrics. And then Busta goes into Busta mode and it just mm-hmm. says, continued indistinct. That is classic Busta. Unmistakable. Uh, then we get the closing credits, which use clips from past films and it's starting to feel like this is the last film of the franchise it really feels like it yeah it's not but they're using that montage scenes Mm -hmm. from last film of all these actors or from the whole franchise kind of felt like that um uh avengers infinity war that's what i was gonna say yeah and at the end of endgame where they go through all the movies that the six had been in or whatever yeah 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 um so anyway not so fast jeff we but get our- furious. How furious? <laughs> not not so furious. I'm pretty pretty pleased here because we get our first bonus scene. Bonus since the first movie, and this bonus scene blows that bonus scene out of the water. It might be one of the best bonus scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Big time. Okay. Wait, it's is it? Do you think it's better than when the monkey steals the pirates' gold from the end of Pirates of the Caribbean? I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh. It's a good scene. The monkey okay. steals the gold. So the curse is still on. The curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> we get uh, our scene. Hobbs is sitting in an office. Uh, and we find it out that that office is in Washington, D.C. And that he works in the Diplomatic Security Services Bureau. Mm-hmm. Which Something... Brian brought up earlier. He did yeah. mention that in passing. Yeah, look up what they do, by the way. I think Hobbs went off the book on this mission, <laughs> if it wasn't clear already. <laughs> Anywho, um, so she wants, oh, no, who's she? Ava Mendez. Monica! Is your name Monica? Yeah, she's Monica Fuentes. Oh, that's right. There's another The Monica. United States Diplomatic Security Service is the federal law enforcement and security arm of the U.S. Department of State. It is responsible for protecting diplomatic assets, personnel, and information and ensuring the integrity of U.S. travel documents against visa and passport fraud. I'm now not sure what he was doing there. Because <laughs> they stole DEA cars? 
But I thought he was there to avenge the deaths of the DEA agents. Interesting. It, very interesting. Yeah. I think he might have gone rogue here. I think he might have been a, a dirty bit. cop. A little bit. What if he never had a job there? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anywho. So, Ava Mendes shows up. Monica is yeah, back. Monica! A great bonus scene. She wants Hobbs to look at something. Okay? And, uh, bu she says a team of drivers hijacked a military convo in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And we just saw Han in Berlin. Uh-oh. Is it Han? Is it Toretto? That's what Hobbs asks. Is it Toretto? Ava says, nope. Hobbs says, ain't interested. Ava says, yes, you are. Who is it, Joe? You want to guess? Well, I know who it is. I know. I know, too. Okay. Is it we- Jesse? Why don't you guys guess? Yeah, is it Jesse? It could be based on the logic here. Uh, why don't you guys guess at home? We'll take some time. Is it Suki? It's not Suki. Is it Slapjack? Orange Julius? Orange Julius would be great. It is not either of those guys. It is Ghost Letty. Letty is back. She's no longer dead. Or she is. Who knows? But because- Joe, Letty's dead. Because Monica says, do you believe in ghosts? Phoenix said he watched her face burn up, and Phoenix wouldn't lie. That's why I said, worst burn since the <laughs> Letty face burn, which didn't happen. Which didn't happen. End of film. Roll credits. Roll credits. More super late disclaimers. <laughs> yes. Do not do this. Do not drive a vault through Rio de Janeiro. Do not it drive not a car out. off a cliff and jump way too soon. Do not do that. Do okay. not do parkour through a favela. Do not do that. Do not steal money from a crime drug lord in Brazil. Serious question before we move on. Uh, who is the shittiest cop in this franchise now so far? Is yes. it? Give, give you three. Give you three options. Brian? That's the obvious one, but yeah, he is the obvious option. Hobbs, which we've you know got more information on, or Nevis could be either of those three. You choose. It's Bilkins. It's Bilkins. It is Bilkins. <laughs> Bilkins is the worst. He is. <laughs> Bilkins had one interaction with Brian. Brian screwed him over, and then Bilkins like, I got just the guy. Tied him into the system in an inseparable way. Yeah, it's Bilkins or. It- or uh what is it's none of the above stasiak stasiak's the best no their boss oh Uh, penning penning yeah penning penning's pretty bad penning's the worst penning loves donuts and letting brian get away with things those are his two defining features breaking his co-worker's face yeah uh okay that's all i got that's it so joe easily the best of the franchise so far right hands down no question i know we had a lot of notes we had a lot of fun but this is not a bad movie i am going to call it a good movie well i'm gonna call it a very competent movie a movie that is very rewatchable it's fun a lot of fun moments a lot of fun characters and finally this franchise knows what it wants to be it feels like this is going to be a heist franchise not There's a your change, Joe. There's your change. And this is I, now a heist franchise. I like it. I like it a lot because you know what? Heist. Here's here's why I like this. Heist movies are so dead set on pretending like they're smarter than the audience and everybody else in the movie. And this movie 
design. It, this turns the whole heist concept on its head. Everyone is dumber than everyone else in the movie and the audience by a wide margin. And yet they're pulling off these insane heists. Everybody is a moron, which is the only way to trick a moron is with another moron. But it works. Yes. It's so much fun. So now the team is scattered to the wind, Joe. Yes. And then that's how we set up Fast 6. I like it. It's the first time I've ever looked forward to watching the next movie. Yes. And Fast 6, we're going after Letty. We're going after Letty. Which, fun fact, do you know when Michelle Rodriguez found out that uh, she that Fast 6 was going to bring Letty back? Around the time this movie came out? <laughs> when she saw it in theaters. <laughs> oh, wait. So, by the way, wait. Before we move on, the picture that they use in the scene at the bonus scene at the end of Letty. Heads up, guys. It's not the cookout picture. <laughs> that would be so funny if it was her at the cookout. They had another picture. All yeah, right. so yeah. Let's so continue. Michelle, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez found out that she was going to be a main part of Fast 6 when she saw not part of the movie, the bonus scene in the credits. That's fantastic. She found this out, which I mean, I guess she would. I she I, she, I wonder if she had always been like, yeah, I'll, I'll be open to coming back. So they didn't bother to tell her. But right. Yeah. So. She had to think. I mean, it's only been one movie since they killed her. They were like, like, OK, I guess I'm gone for a little while. Maybe I'll come back some, for some flashbacks or something. Or they'll be like, OK, so Fast 3 takes place after all these movies. Maybe Fast 6 takes place before <laughs> the first Fast and the Furious movie. Right, right, right. Just mess with the timeline some more. That's great. I like it. Oh, one more fun fact about this movie, just to kind of flash back to the beginning uh, while we're talking fun facts. That initial train scene, they use a GT40. They use uh, a Don, I don't even remember, like the other Pantera something. And then a, uh, no, it wasn't a Shelby. It was a Stingray. Corvette Stingray. Stingray. Yeah. Uh, Those are all nice cars in their own and classics. However, they were originally going to use like a McLaren, uh, some other super super expensive car, like legit super million, multi-million dollar supercars for this scene. But because Justin Lin had all of this crazy shit planned out for this scene, they said, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to use uh, cars that are very easily replicatable uh, when we destroy them. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's not use one of a kind vehicles. Let's yeah. not do that. Let's not even risk it, really. Yeah, let's not do that. And um, another fun fact, same scene. I forgot to bring it up. You're talking about no CGI. They actually rammed that weird truck into the into the train. That is a practical effect. No, my God, that is intense. They actually rammed it and they almost derailed the train when they did it. Holy shit. If you go if you go back and watch it, they almost derail the train when they do it. It looks great because they also have explosion like they they add an explosion after that. Yeah. So very Somebody, Justin Lin, is paying attention to the craft of the movie itself and giving the people what they want, which is not, let's be aggro, do, you know, 10-second cars, all that nonsense. Let's, right. It's it's about the characters. It's about Roman popping off. It's about Tej. It's about, you know, Dom. It's about family, you know? Yeah. And it's And it's not... It's They're going to do heists now. That's what it is. They do well, heists. And because they're all in these movies now... You get them in little doses instead of like an hour and a half of two of them. And you're like, can they shut the hell up? Like now it's like you're talking about Roman. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I didn't say it. <laughs> you said it. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about Roman. I'm talking about Brian. Like, this movie made Brian and Dom seem tolerable. I'm not kidding. Like, I watched the whole movie. I was like, these guys don't bother me so much anymore. Like, yeah. I'm okay. It, yeah, in, in a little bit, in uh, little doses, they're much more tolerable. So yeah. I don't even have to ask you where this ranks. Number one. with a Number bowl. one. And then the rest of the rankings stay the same. Yeah. So that'll do it. Unless you got any other fun facts, any other notes? Nope. I loved it. I'll probably watch it again tonight. Great movie. Well, I won't I won't go that far. <laughs> confident. I said highly confident. Watchable movie. Deeply yes. watchable. So that'll do it for episode five of the Reactionaries podcast. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere that lets you review. You can subscribe to us on those platforms as well as Podbean. We will be back next week for uh, Fast 6. I forget what it's called. It is called... Fast and Furious 6. So there we go. Back to basics. We'll be back for Fast and Furious 6 next week. Thank you for listening. For Joe, this is Jeff. Take care and you have a good one. Smack that ass, Jeff. Justice for Kenny Linder. Exactly how we rollin' and we huggin' every block No matter how police patrollin' and we do it how we do it Whether it's now or it's later and we always handle business Cause we bout it in this paper What you want, what you need As we walk through every gutter, every hood and every street And every block, we got it covered Throwing money while we in the club With shorties on the pole, let's get it poppin' in this bitch Me and my clique coming through, that's how we roll